I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Episode 132 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode drops on September 24th, 2014, and my name is Dan Gorman. Don't worry, boy, when you get a job like me, you'll miss every summer. (laughs) My name is Casey Lyons. They say if you remember it, you weren't there. Well, I don't remember it, and I wasn't there. (laughs) My name's Greg Lagro, and I flew too close to the sun on wings of pastrami. <laughs> yeah, that's what you did. <laughs> that's one of my favorite Jerry Seinfeld moments of all time. Yeah, that's what you did. We have tons of things to talk about today. We are yeah. going to play film roulette like we do every week. Two of us saw a walk among the tombstones, and one of us went and saw and hailed down Dr. Cabby. Oh, uh, <laughs> look, yeah. Look at you. Yeah, and then yeah. two of us had to listen to Menudo and then we will roll for our albums and movies to listen to next week. We are going to play 90210 Oh Yeah Relay. Mm. Casey watched an episode of season two of Beverly Hills 90210, and we'll play TV Dad Cage Match at the end of the episode. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good? It does. Sure, yeah. let's do it that way. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> sweet. Well, let's get into the Itty Bitty Tidbit Committee, our, uh, our news segment. It's hard to say, always. It's not hard to no. say for anyone it's but you, Nick. always <laughs> hard to say. Um, we have a bunch of stuff to get off the top with, uh, user mail or, uh, oh, yeah. user mail, <laughs> listener mail. <laughs> we just, we, we like to think of you <laughs> as users. We like to think of you, of our show as a drug. Yeah. You're <laughs> you user. are users. We got I write letters to all my drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Dear drugs. Dear marijuana. <laughs> I'm hungry. Things are going wonderfully. Yeah. <laughs> Dear meth. Stop fucking with my dick. <laughs> Uh, this is our news segment. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff, but yes, mm-hmm. we have a lot of listener shout-outs, uh, yeah. the first of which was that we got a Facebook message, and I have it written down here from Tony D'Amico. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that he finished catching up with all of our back catalog and that he loves the show. He said 90210, yeah, is the funniest segment we've ever had, and uh, although he doesn't watch the sh- he never watched the show because he's 35 years old, but now he started watching it. Yeah. So um, I'm 37 and I'm watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. 
And oh yeah, he uh, mentioned, Casey was laughing about this before we started recording, he was thinking that maybe we were confusing cumin with Cuban, yeah. as in the sandwich, <laughs> right. no, no. at the store, and then he watched it and was like, oh no. No, <laughs> the show is just fucking retarded. Really yeah. good cumin. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. So thank you so much for that. He also suggested a Steven Seagal film as a punishment sometime. We might have to pick him up on that and use that as a punishment film. And uh, <laughs> what's the, what's the film called? It's called Out for a Kill. Yeah. Oh. Uh, what kind of a fucking name is that for a hey. movie? Hey, listen, if it's a Steven Seagal movie, the title ha- most likely has to be three words long, but also has to be something that Steven Seagal is. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, well, sure, he's out for a kill, <laughs> but it's not like, like, that's not meant, like, hey, I'm going out for a kill. Hey. Hey. You going out for a kill? Yeah, yeah. I want like in on that kill. Forty-five movies, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm out for a kill." Yeah, uh, <laughs> I can't be bothered. Yeah, to where are you going? Oh, I'm just going out for a kill. You want to go half season on a kill? <laughs> yeah, or on a pizza because I'm hungry too. Yeah. I don't know. Noticed, but I'm super. I'm going out for a kill and uh, somebody. <laughs> Can we get some kill on the pizza though? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least get some kill on that pizza. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much, Tony. Yeah, that was um, really cool. We also got a very long letter from Rudy on Facebook, which yeah. was equally as as great. Um, like Rudy from the the movie Rudy. Like yeah. he said, the character yeah. of Rudy. Yeah. He said, "I really wanted to be a sports player, <laughs> and it didn't work out for me. Yeah. So now I listen to podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. And Rudy. I wanted to be played by someone other than Sean Astin. Yeah, but that didn't work out. So yeah, I um, it, was, it was Adam McKenzie Astin. So <laughs> yeah, so fucking yeah." Well, I yeah. guess I don't. I don't know which yeah. is the winner. You of figure those. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and <laughs> that was great. So thank you. Keep the uh, messages coming. If you want to email us, you can email us at info. But he asked, he at, asked us a question. Oh, did he? Yeah. He uh, asked, well, he asked Greg a question. He said he thought he knew where oh, you. Oh right. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. No, and about Wisconsin. It, it was yeah. not that place. And I was going to look it up, and then I, you know, didn't. Yeah. Uh, but listen, I got an update. I have an update. Oh, Wisconsin on, update. The place was called like <laughs> Custers or something like that, or Clusters. I don't know. I hope it's clusters. <laughs> it could be. Fat clusters. Uh, I hear there so, was one uh, one last stand there once. The first night <laughs> yeah. I was in Dodgeville, Wisconsin. We That's went the last to- time you can stand <laughs> when you eat at clusters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went, uh, the first night I got there, I went uh, to this place, and that's when I had the butter burger or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and my mom ordered uh, two scoops of ice cream. And they got it wrong. Yeah. And then the next day was when Athena and I went, and they got our order wrong and my mom's order wrong and brought people out from the kitchen to look at us. Yeah. Right. right. So then I got home, and I got a text from my mom saying, going for ice cream. And I was like, ha ha, enjoy. Yeah. And then she texted me back like, hey, they fucked our order up again. <laughs> <laughs> so... So it's not just us. Yeah. It's not just being Canadian. I think it is just you. Well, maybe it's my bloodline. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> All of my people. Yeah, they know. <laughs> this, is our, this is our uh, our walk through the desert. <laughs> yeah, they totally know. <laughs> An apt comparison, yeah, totally. if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Are you Moses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get ice cream I like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I like it probably, but it's not the one I asked for. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. It's a troubling time. Yeah. <laughs> Greg LeGrow, king of the hungry people. Yeah. <laughs> I'll accept that. <laughs> if I, if yeah. I was a wrestler, that might be my moniker. King, king of the of hungry the... people, sure. Yeah. 
I'm fucking hungry. I would start watching wrestling. <laughs> I did, right? You can walk out. If you out. started wrestling under the moniker <laughs> King of the Hungry People. You could walk out to eat it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, something yeah. along those lines. This is too good not to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so thanks, Rudy, for the for the letter. That was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and, I, and if you want to email us, we I, I said I should start saying this more on the show, info at modernsuperior.com oh, yeah. uh, is probably the easiest way. And we'll, uh, yeah, we'll shout you out. One last super quick oh, shout out. No. Um, Brian on Twitter at uh, Stigian, S-T-Y-G-G-I-A-N, uh, is always messaging us and responding to our tweets and stuff. So thank you very much yep. for yeah, interacting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that guy's awesome. Totally. Nice. Um, so I have quick news. I went. Uh, I bought a pass to JFL 42 this oh, year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've never done it before. Oh. Um, it's really good. It's really fun so far. I've only seen one thing. I'm not going crazy. I know it's like the tiff of the comedy world. People go see like four shows a night. Yeah, seems to, it gets pretty insane. But I went and saw Cameron Esposito. Oh yeah, I was super yeah. jealous. I really like her. Oh my god, so oh, funny. And um, uh, Rhiannon opened for her, didn't she? She opened for her at one of the other. Um, I I the. DJ Demir's open for her open for her when I saw her and he's DJ a Demers. he's a Toronto comedian he's like getting pretty big right now Is he related S- to Charlie Demers? I don't know hmm. but he's super funny like really funny I've seen him a few times and then uh, Cameron Esposito just fucking killed it she's so good so funny and so personable and really yeah. really willing to like in the middle of you know a really long sort of uh, setup for a joke, if there's an aside like that, she'll she'll jump off and do crowd work in the middle of the thing, and then come yeah. back and finish it and be like it didn't even get derailed, right? But in a really like personal way, she did a lot of like work off the top that was probably just kind of not crowd work, but sort of unplanned work where she talked a lot about Toronto and stuff. And mm-hmm. she was talking about going to Cherry Beach and how adorable this like little beach beside a factory is, like, <laughs> and and just super funny. And, yeah, yeah, and oh, she's great. Um, she has an episode of You Made It Weird that's out right now, oh, which no is way. fucking great. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I can so imagine her and, and Pete Holmes getting along uh, famously. Yeah, definitely. It was yeah. really great. So, look, I'll see uh, if I see some more stuff this week. I'm going to see Paul F. Tompkins, uh, Tig Notario. <sighs> oh, so I'll probably have yeah, some things to... Yeah, arguably my two favorite comedians going yeah. right now. And then I'm going <laughs> to see Pete Holmes. I didn't get because I was still working at the bar, so I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... So bummed. Yeah, I'm excited to see Pete Holmes on Friday, actually. You're seeing Pete Holmes, <laughs> yeah. too? Yeah, and Pretty then good. I'm going to do the... You're uh, listing my hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm gonna, about food. Then you get me in there, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to go get a Philly cheese stick. Say hamburger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say it slower. <laughs> yeah. Is it out of butter? <laughs> Does it have butter dumped on it? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I'm really excited. I've never done JFL 42 before. It's pretty no, cool. No, it, the, the, the four credit no headliner pass was like... 90 bucks so if i see like five or six it brings it to like you know 15 bucks a ticket which is pretty good yeah for the people that i'm seeing yeah Yeah. and the the thing is the non-headliners are the best things oh my god uh, oh yeah 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 paul f well kumail is is not a headliner right no i don't think so (laughs) he's not which is insane (laughs) yeah no kumail uh kumail had to cancel because of scheduling conflicts so that's and then then they announced pete holmes so i had a credit reserved for kumail and then it Got, came back to me and they were like, but also Pete Holmes. And I was like, reserve for Pete Holmes. Oh, give it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I love Pete Holmes. His fucking stand up is amazing. Yeah. I'm, yeah. His show good. is great too. Good. Super bummed that it got canceled. His monologues are all on YouTube and they're great. They are. Yeah. I really like that his monologues are sort of 
not like a regular monologue. It's not like, hey, what's in the news today? It's more just like they ha- they all have a theme, right? Yeah. Like he did one on drinking alone at home, yeah. which is just so fucking funny, but also like, which yeah, he really talks true. about an awful lot on the show. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'll uh, report back from those shows. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I will report on a show. Okay. With Casey. Oh, yeah. We Let's went to a, a rock show. and roll concert. Oh, really? We, we went to see Living Color. What? We went, we went and saw. <laughs> oh we went God. and saw rock and roll of all ages. Of all ages. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, uh, because they aren't popular at all anymore, <laughs> Living <laughs> Color was a band that had some success in, I guess, yeah. somewhere between 88 and like 90. Right? Because <laughs> yeah. once grunge happened, it was over. Yeah. yeah uh, Cult personality, you probably know that I from. Guitar That's what I was going to say. I yeah. feel like most people that are like younger now probably know them as a band that had a song on <laughs> Guitar Hero. Yeah, oh, was it, it was a Guitar Hero? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And it was a good one to play on Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah. I'll well, Vernon Reed is you know one of the better guitar players has ever been. Yeah, that, that riff, the, the verse riff uh, in uh, Cult of Personality is great. Oh, yeah. 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 Totally. So fast. It's a, a, so, yeah, but their music's, listen, I'm a fan, <laughs> but it's horrifically dated music. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There's no getting someone into it now, I feel like. there's It's just, it's a different time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, but it's a little metal tinged. Uh, yeah. There's a song, my favorite of all of their songs, called Time's Up. Yeah, it's my got favorite like this, too. this fucking super cool, like, blast beat riff, and the, or yeah. like, uh, blast beat uh, verse kind of thing, and then... Yeah. The chorus is just super pretty, yeah, but like yeah, in yeah. a really intense way. Yeah, uh, a lot now of tempo they, changes, really complicated. Yeah, great bass work. Uh, I, well, mm-hmm. fuck. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, uh, fuck. Yeah, I didn't well. explain. That. <laughs> I didn't explain that well at all. <laughs> well, because, fuck. Moving on. Uh, he, he is a fucking. He's a brilliant bass player. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the guys are very talented. Uh, oh yeah, but they fucked up. Times up. If yes, you ever want to see. Uh, uh, Four gentlemen who uh, used to be like super, like, well, not super hard edge, but hard rocking, and then just have completely given in to being elderly gentlemen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're out there with their old man caps and yeah. wearing like little uh, vests and watch fobs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, really. It was yeah. bizarre. It was a weird show. Because <laughs> the set, the, well, now, it was the first show of their tour, so it's going to be glitchy anyway. You know that. They're easing into it. But they, yeah, but they're going to remove a weird the dad song clothes selection. As the like they goes picked on. fucking weird tunes. Obviously, they played the biggest ones, but uh, yeah. I just found it really bizarre, and it had no rhythm. It was like it was like so up and down, and I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I think okay, the glaring thing I saw was I was like, I think I saw why Living Color never really worked for everyone because what it is is just four really talented guys who are all just happen to be playing the same song yeah they're not really like a band that's like yelling with each other it's uh, the only uh the only relating i saw happen on stage was uh cory glover uh being very angry and disappointed (laughs) in um in in vernon reed why do i keep wanting to call him vernon wells uh in vernon reed uh like, For any reason in particular? Well, because or? Vernon Reed kept fucking up and playing the wrong song. Yeah, and being yeah. like, where am I right now? Oh, God. Real stammery and odd. He's totally yeah. got like, I'm a crazy artist. Crazy oh, yeah, on, yeah. Right? He was like, he, he started some weird preamble about war and yeah. then forgot what he was talking about. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm done talking right now. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was super bizarre. So it was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of glad I went. But also, where was, was like this show? The Opera House. Okay. Well, how well attended was it? Not. Okay. Not I was going to say. Not, I've seen worse. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would have expected more. I would have expected. Because in my mind, I'm trying to picture it like the, packed. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Opera House. But. Well, I don't know. Because when I saw them in uh, the 90s with Bad Brains opening for them. Oh, boy. That show was fucking awesome. And it was at the old uh, Masonic Temple. Uh, okay, Concert yeah. Hall, which sure. is pretty comparable in size. I mean, it's unfortunate that place isn't around anymore. And yeah, that that place was rammed then, but that was 20 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bad Brains. And yeah, yeah. and Bad Brains. <laughs> so like considering that was it was- Was it Bad Brains with HR? Oh yeah, because you said it was in the 90s, right? Yeah. And HR was still around. No, it was the Rise- album oh okay so no i'm talking about did they have human resources yeah yeah they, <laughs> someone uh covering their needs and uh, <laughs> i feel like uh, they did. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for calling bad brains hr uh, <laughs> uh hr humor I'd like, to, I'd like to make a uh, complaint uh, they're all horrible sexist uh, homophobes <laughs> Um, so yeah, Living Color then, you know, could pack a place that size. So this is the same size place, just not. Yeah. Packed. Yeah. Not, it wasn't, you know, grossly under it. Yeah, no, yeah. no. There were people there. Yeah. Sure. Uh, All standing around, not like, hope do this we... doesn't get moving too fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone was real worried, uh, about getting the kids to work uh, to school <laughs> mm-hmm. or to work tomorrow. Yeah. Old I gotta crowd. get the kids to work. That's how old I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was uh, interesting, but I'm glad I saw it, and that was super cool. But this opening band... Uh, yeah, the the interesting thing about the show, or the yeah. most interesting thing about the show yeah. is... Uh, um, unlocking the Truth. Unlocking the Truth. Yeah. Oh, and, that sounds um, like a great band name. That's a terrible it's band It's not name. a good band name. <laughs> no. But the band is comprised of three uh, no older than 13-year-old boys. Oh, okay. maybe 16. It's hard no, to no, 13. Oh, 13. Uh, because I went, to work, the name. I went to work the next day. They're that young. Holy and God. I was talking to uh, to a couple of the fellows I work with, and I was like, yeah, I saw Living Color, and they were like, who? And I was like, uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> don't Google it. Just. <laughs> and, they, um, and, and then I was like, oh, and uh, uh, but it was really cool because this band opened it, and it was like this metal band of these three 13-year-old boys, and both of them were like, oh, dude, I'm locking the truth. And I was like, what? Oh, really? I've never heard. <laughs> they were like, yeah, they're like this big internet thing, like okay. this big YouTube sensation. They signed like to a $1.6 million contract with Sony. Holy shit. Um, they're like this big, like they, they got big on the YouTubes, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And uh, are they any know. good? Yeah, they are. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're they do things well. Their yeah. drummer is fucking great. Yeah, yes. Uh, their guitar player can do all these crazy sweeps and stuff like that. They just write songs that thirteen-year-old boys would write. Yeah. Okay, um, but well, I don't know. But pretty good. I've heard grown-up metal bands write worse metal. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's pretty basic song structures. Like for a metal band, I think I would expect more if they. But for thirteen year old boys, it's kind of for a three piece metal band too. Without a support guitar, it was pretty full. Yeah. Oh cool. yeah. Yeah. Like they they the musicianship was was good. Yeah. It's just the songwriting kind of suffered. I think it'll get there though. Kids. Like I'm excited. Cause, oh sure, it'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. again, this kid is a is a pretty precise player. Their yeah. their guitar oh, yeah. player. Yeah. Well, we just didn't know what was going on because we were like, Ugh, opening band? When's this old band going to get on? <laughs> yeah. Play me with some nostalgia. Yeah. But they started playing and we we're like, what in the hell? It was That's cool. It's heavy. They aren't playing like, you know, 
Q and O seven metal. Yeah. No, no. Like they're playing riffs. Like this yeah, kid yeah. Is, is riffing. Lots now of double kick going on, and yeah, it's a. I, I don't know. I don't want to sit here. Like it's fucking. It's it seems petty. It's just I don't know. They have one point six million dollars to write songs, and I don't. So uh, <laughs> fuck those thirteen year old kids. I just I like when you go see a show and and you're kind of surprised by an opener that you would would have written. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. I I a long super quick story. A long time ago, I saw this band Mates Estate who are very cutesy indie pop. It's like a duo when they're married, and it was drums and an organ. And then their early work's um, amazing and cool and kind of weird, and then their later stuff's really sort of not that great and kind of boring. But I I wanted to go see them in case they would play some of their old stuff, and they did, and it was all right. But this band, so like kind of cutesy, poppy, kind of experimental, but then the openers were Judgment Night. And they came out, and they were like a speed uh, metal band. Like Emilio Estevez and Cuba Green Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Felt Jeremy, Piven. <laughs> Jeremy Piven was there. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. He was from Judgment Night. He yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, they, they were oh doing I would have loved that. Oh, I would have been so uh, even more on board for that. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? Jeremy <laughs> but, Piven doing Sir mix <laughs> Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> but what, So Judgment Night came out. They didn't have any guitars. They were just um, a drummer, a violin, and like a stand-up like bass or something and they and they were all playing through pedals and they played like fucking heavy speed like like really fast metal and the and like the violin was playing through like all these effects and it sounded like a guitar and shit and it was just like not anything you would expect from like and then yeah, next yeah. up's going to be a really poppy kind of like cute band and you're yeah, like, right. <laughs> you're like whoa <laughs> like a bunch of people are with her like we're going to the merch table and like bother the album and stuff yeah like no, and then you go listen to it and you're like it kind of sounds like pretty okay metal but like yeah. to see it live with all the the instruments yeah, that you wouldn't yeah, right, yeah, right. was a whole different thing very cool <laughs> that very is cool. pretty amazing yeah, yeah. Um, exp- uh, speaking of a whole different thing, some mm. news yeah. um, about a second season right. featuring oh, a yeah. whole different thing. Right. Uh, you, you, guys, you guys both watched True Detective, right? I've, seen, I've only seen half of it. Okay. I've seen all of it. Uh, um, I know now that time is a circle. Not sure if it's flat yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but in the news today or yesterday, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, which you will be, I don't know how you would be listening to it on Tuesday. It's not out yet. Uh-huh. Um, but Vince Vaughn. You're embarrassing me. Yeah. <laughs> Vince Vaughn and Colin Farrell um, are locked in to star in the second season of HBO's True Detective. Yeah. Um, and Justin Lin of the Fast and Furious series will direct the first two episodes, uh, eight episode hour long dramas, the new season, and yeah. uh, three police officers must and a career criminal must navigate the web of conspiracy is in the aftermath of a murder. Uh, announced in the cast, or is it just the two of them? Uh, Colin Farrell is Ray Velcoro, and Vince Vaughn is Frank Semen. Uh, Semen? 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 I don't know. Semen? Sounds like... Uh, Semen. <laughs> so Vince Vaughn, trying not to say Semen. <laughs> yeah. They should have named that something else. Yeah. Vince Vaughn is a, the criminal, and uh, Colin Farrell's a detective, yeah. and then additional casting will be announced is all that it says. Okay. Someone else has been like heavily rumored... That wasn't Vince Vaughn, because I've known about the Colin Farrell thing for quite some time. Ago. Okay. But there was somebody else like in there. Anyway, well, I think it's weird that they're getting yeah, out of the... Apparently, there's been outcry for both of these people. Really? Yeah. It says... Uh, Bring uh, me Vince Vaughn! Yeah. No, no. I think, I think in the opposite. Substantial yeah. outcry on social media since the casting of Farrell and now Vaughn was announced. Yeah, well, I think maybe, people are saying, listen, what the fuck? Obviously, yeah. when you look at McConaughey, anyone can have a turnaround. Yeah. And there was a time when I definitely enjoyed the Vince Vaughn thing. 
I think that he, I th- him not doing comedy is probably very good. Yes, for oh, a I, lot of I things. I feel like if this is successful and he's good at it, then we can I hopefully say goodbye to the terrible Vince Vaughn comedies. He's yeah. been good as like the straight Vince comedies. Vince vomities. No, <laughs> I think that he's done well in the more serious stuff in there. Yes. Like, I feel like he did a movie where he played kind of a psycho gentleman. Psycho. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was called Psycho. Yeah. No, well, you're right. He did one called Clay Pigeons. Yeah, Clay and Pigeons. That's an that's interesting what I'm movie. Of. And he's actually and pretty good in it. I think he's pretty good in it. Yeah, and sure. I, f- I feel like there's a reason he's in this. Like, I yeah. feel like. Uh, like somebody wrote something and went, I think Vince Vaughn could yeah. knock this out of the fucking park, mm. and, and and like I feel like there's a reason. Yeah, mm. um, and yeah. it's True Detective. Like there's so like so much right like yeah. writing on the performances I'm of the show. I'm just really surprised that they've gone away from getting one director to do the whole thing. Like yeah. obviously that worked for the first one, maybe because it gives you a real maybe the, are strong the- sense of tone for the whole run of the, like it, it. It felt different. I was definitely aware that there was something on about this show maybe, that wasn't. Maybe they're going to pair it out like and do directors doing two episodes each. Because they said he's doing two episodes, and that's all they've announced. Mm. Right. In, in a, what, eight-episode uh, yeah. season? Maybe they're going to do sort of like have these people come in basically directing what amounts to a two-hour movie. Right. X right. amount of times. You know sure. what I mean? Right. That'd be, I don't know. Yeah. But I, but I do understand, like, the first one I feel like, and I haven't even seen it, but from what I've heard people talking about, like, it seems like it's successful because of how it's conceived as one director. There's a, a yeah. vision of the season yeah. Yeah. kind of thing. So it is kind of weird. It feels very cohesive yeah. uh, in, in a way that television never really has yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. before. Uh, so it's weird. And, and Justin Lin is a weird fucking name. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I've really fucking enjoyed his Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if I've ever seen another movie that he did other than those. But uh, Did he do Better Luck Tomorrow? I feel like he did uh, Better Luck Tomorrow. Uh, I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, I think it was his first time. Let me see. <laughs> but uh, but his name for, for this specifically seems really weird because he's not a very measured and focused uh, filmmaker. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, <clears throat> I feel like they're trying to... To have each season be something, they don't want to try and compete with the first season, Mm -hmm. and they really want it to be with the different cast, something totally different. Yeah, every time around, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did Um, do Better Luck Tomorrow, which apparently was very good, but I did not see. Um, Um, Or who knows? I'm excited. I'll I'll get into (laughs) it. And when I first heard about Colin Farrell, I was like, Yeah, right on, because he makes ridiculously bad movies. But when he's in something that's you know with a good director or a good script, he he can be great. Absolutely. Bruges is an excellent movie, and he's great in it. Yes, definitely. Sandra's Dream, that Woody Allen movie. Um, I'm not a Woody Allen fan, but I like that movie, and I liked him in it a lot. Yeah. As long as he's not trying to, I don't know. I find he does better when he's not playing some kind of brooding alpha male yeah. machismo guy he's like disingenuous when he does it but when he ha- when he's able to play somebody with some sense of quirk or humanity he's actually quite good in it you know yeah. or Tigerland he was very good in Tigerland anyway yeah so interesting news. I heard he had sex with Schumacher <laughs> I thought you were going to say a tiger <laughs> then I would have been very impressed I would have been a very interesting story yeah or if you had said a burger I would have been <laughs> And he put butter on it first. Yeah. Uh, I hear he buttered up a tiger. Uh, <laughs> it with a burger. I don't, I don't Craig's like, what? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so what are we at here? 25 minutes. What do we have? Any uh, viewings? Yeah, I saw some. Yeah? Yeah. I saw uh, uh, Walter Mitty. Oh, oh Walter what did you Mitty. Think he- 
I, <laughs> <laughs> that just came out of my mouth, yeah. and I regret it. That's all right. Um, ben Stiller. Uh, I thought it was all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's you about, yeah. yeah. It's, There's some stuff in it where I was like, Bleh. Yeah, totally. <laughs> some other stuff that was fine. Yeah. I know. It's an interesting title considering it doesn't have anything to do with the book. Or yeah. <laughs> novella or whatever you want to call it, short story. Uh, uh I. Are you, I, like I seem to remember a lot of lava life uh, in, the, in the book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it's just like so he's, he kind of has fantasies and stuff like that. But I don't like I know I, I'm not you know an expert on the original work. But I, I like isn't he married in it and like on a road like going into town with his wife and his boring life is, is explodes nice, into fantasy. Yeah, but it, it, he loves his normal. Isn't that the thing? And not that. He has fantasies and then goes on a trek and becomes Indiana Jones. Yeah, (laughs) but isn't changed as a person at all. Yeah, Uh, yeah. it's just like now you have scruff and like you can talk to chicks. Yeah, (laughs) literally. That's yeah, pretty much longboarding guy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It looked yeah. nice and had a couple of... <laughs> now you're just a slightly more of a douche hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you longboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and fight sharks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was like a cute movie that you watch. You're like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Generally charming, but not like going to blow any doors open. If you don't think too much open. about it, it's fine. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, that's what it is. It's fine. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Look, yeah. That's fine, fine. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like my movie? It's fine. It's all right. Ben, <laughs> yeah, yeah. go to sleep. It's a weird beard, though, on Adam Scott. Yeah, it's a, it looks I don't, so weird. I don't like that. That's not okay. No. I love Adam Scott. I think <laughs> oh, he's, he's the, the best. fucking but best. But that beard uh, is... Uh, yeah. That beard doesn't... Yeah, no. Weird me the fuck out. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of beard in a small amount of face. Face, yeah. It looked, it looked really fake. <laughs> it's got a weird... Yeah, it's got... It's it like, looks kind of painted like, on. It's possibly black. Yeah. Yeah. And, very uh, black and very uh, Weirdly shaped. Yeah, yeah. Strange shape to it. Yeah. Who knows? So that's that's what I yeah. yeah. Movie so so weird beard. <laughs> Eight out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I've been doing some. I, I've been trying to get uh, ready for Halloween. I've been trying to pregame for Halloween. So I went on Netflix the other night and I uh, just kind of picked a random horror movie because I was in the mood for something uh, mm-hmm. supernatural. Yeah. Right and I found this movie called Haunt. Just Haunt. It's from 2013. Uh, released by IFC Midnight, kind of an independent film. It it didn't recommend it for me. It said like, well, I mean, it showed me, it showed it to me in the horror genre, but it said like projected for you, one star or whatever. But I was kind <laughs> of like, really I'll take wa- that wager. Well, I really wanted something. <laughs> like, Don't ghost. tell me how to feel. I really wanted something supernatural and ghost related, and I like did a quick scan of some reviews, and they were all kind of like pretty derivative, but like. It's supernatural haunted house story, and I was like, "Well, I even like the ones those that are derivative sometimes." So I'll check it out. Um, it didn't star anyone that I knew off the top of my head. One of the guys in it was in uh, something recently, and it's not uh, on the top of my head anymore. Uh, but so this is directed by Mac Carter and written by Andrew Barrer, who both of which I don't think had made any movies before. And it's kind of about this like teenage dude who uh, moves into a new house with his family as all these movies start, and they're the the house has kind of a checkered past, and you don't know what it is yet. And he befriends this neighbor, and she uh, has an abusive father, and they both start kind of like looking around this new house, and and it's kind of spooky, and and it looks fantastic. Like this movie, the cinematography in this movie is so good for a low budget film that it kind of had me off the top of this movie i was like all right i'm in for this and it does have some okay moments but it 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 just 
it checks all the boxes of like okay cool like spooky house really well shot great atmosphere the actors are fine they're not great yeah. but i'm on board for it but then it doesn't go anywhere with it yeah and and i was a little disappointed by the end it's very derivative and uh yeah just not that great but i if if this director and the screenwriter decide to make more movies together and and sort of follow this template but maybe add some more substance i would kind of be on board for it because like i said it's fucking technically great aside from the fact that it's really derivative like there's a the ghost and it's kind of like oh it's an old lady with like wispy black hair you know like popping up once in a while and you're like all right i've seen this like a jillion times (laughs) i don't i feel like when i see that from a lesser director or somebody who's not you know james wan or around that area i feel like it's just filmmakers trying to get in on that yeah you know trying to be like oh we can probably get some we can probably get a couple of sweet producers for our next shitty ghost this feels kind of like some people like it, it's not in tone like Insidious because it doesn't have the same kind of tone, but it is kind of like trying to be that kind of classy like ghost movie. Yeah, but right. yeah, not not great. I was I was pretty disappointed, but it, I mean, it was a random Netflix watch. But sometimes that works out. Sometimes. Not this time. No. Um, yeah. I wouldn't recommend watching it, but it, it did. Yeah, I was kind of like I need to get in the mood for Halloween, and watch some ghost movies. I hear you. I got yeah. I got to don't watch this from Netflix too. On okay. A random watch. I watched the Colony. Oh yeah, With I've Lawrence heard of this. Lawrence Fishburne yeah. and Bill Paxton. Wasn't and, that supposed uh, to be good when it first came? Well, out? Well, I think it had a good trailer. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not. Good. No, no, pretty bad. Uh, and it's it's worse because it starts good. Yeah, like it starts, and I'm like, well, this is highly derivative, but I don't give a fuck because I'm down for this kind totally. of shit. Totally, and that's like what I was kind of yeah, feeling. I'm like, give me, yeah, it started because the first like 40, 45 minutes, I was like, I'm right into this. This yeah. is fucking great. Uh, it's like an 80s movie that I haven't seen, which is fucking a treat. All right, it's, uh, you know, it's in uh, the not-too-distant yeah. future, and one day it started snowing, and it never stopped, and woo, everybody's dead. But the, there's a Snow b- big chunk of people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big chunk of people living in this underground facility that they, they've got, um, you know, plant life down there, and they uh, a sustain, uh, uh, it's a sustainable living condition yeah right. they can eat they have heat they have whatever they'll be fine everything that rhymes yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> they have heat they can eat it can't be beat yeah and they still <laughs> got their feet yeah <laughs> ain't that sweet uh, and so they're in this one colony they're colony five or something like that and they're in communication with another similar place that's like you know a day's walk away or okay. something like that and then they get a weird message from that place and then nothing and so a few of them go out to check it out. Yeah. And they've got to walk across, the, you know, the frozen cityscapes. Yeah. It looks Which great. is I'm a like, setup that, yeah, like... Yeah, I'm into this, man. I'm, like, yeah, yeah, something's wrong. Everybody's... And they get there, and the door is just covered in blood. Everybody's dead. Yeah. And I'm like, nice. fucking A, let's get into it. <laughs> but then the, the threat is so nothing, and it, it just turns into a big fist fight for, <laughs> like, a half hour of, like, bad choreography. Yeah. And just, like, and character motivation doesn't make any sense. And they're, like, then they're just throwing too many things into the pile. And it's, like, there's a moment, like, literally halfway through where you check out. Yeah. Like, uh, nope, this is stupid. And it just stays stupid. Then it gets worse. And then the ending is retarded. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Kind of sounds like Haunt. Like, yeah, like, there's a reason why derivative setups sometimes work because yeah. they, they're, I don't know, there's a weird level of interest in, like, I like that whole, you know, we got a distress call, we have to go look into it, and you're like, yeah. oh, what is it going to be? Or, right. like, there's a house and, and there's a ghost, and we need to figure out what the ghost, you're like, yeah, I'm in, I want to know. But, but I, yeah, doesn't always pay off if you don't do something with that yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Like, I don't know. They just didn't, yeah, I don't know. It sucks. Don't bother. Because <laughs> yeah. you're going to be disappointed because it'll start and you'll be like, yeah, no, no this seems I don't like know it. what Greg's talking about. I, th- yeah, yeah. I really like this. And then, ah, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of things that suck, yeah. uh, I saw uh, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Oh, that oh. does suck. Uh, well, I saw part of it. Did uh-huh. you turn it off? And then I fell asleep because my uh. brain was like, dude, let's just go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, you could really see what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Did it get like interfered or something, or like? Um, I feel like it did. I don't know the okay. history of it or anything, but it starts out and you go, "Oh, this is supposed to be an offbeat indie comedy." Yeah, yeah. Um, this is supposed to feel like a filmmaker who has a ver- their, their very own little cute little vision kind of thing, and they're going to follow that. Uh, but it, the problem is the the filmmaker doesn't have a good vision or funny jokes or anything. No. Um, or an interesting script. No. Or characters. No. Nope. And what they do have is Kira Knightley, and she's terrible. Oh man, she's terrible. I think at everything. <laughs> I don't think I've ever liked her in anything. Um, it's uh, but then but then I feel like uh, like somebody read the script and was like. Yeah, but aren't they going to meet some wacky characters along the road or anything? Uh, so then they were like, oh, well, I guess I think we can get T.J. Miller. That's the only thing I liked in the movie. Yeah, and I love T.J. Miller, yeah, yeah. and I love uh, uh, Gillian uh, Jacobs. Yeah. Um, and they're funny at what they do, but I'm like, this has no place in this movie. No, it movie. doesn't fit at all, but it was the only thing where I was like, there were, it felt like the movie was like lively for a second. Yeah, it, it, it's... It, Felt like there was a pulse for like yeah. uh, two seconds, and I was like, and and that felt it, completely out of the order. Is it like, a TGI Fridays? Is that where they? So, it's a friendlies or a friendlies. Something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they just they stop at like a family restaurant where because it's the end of the world. Everyone, the staff is still there and working, but they're, they're all, all just ecstasy. super high on drugs. <laughs> um, and and they just and they just have orgies all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, and that it's but it's you know three minutes in the middle of the movie. Yeah. yeah. In the middle of a, a movie that that, go, that just goes nowhere. Was this, a, was this a loser movie? I saw this in theaters. I feel like it was. Yeah, I think we, I think we snipped it out as like looking like shit. It. Yeah, and then I had to go watch it. And I hated yeah. it. Um, so uh, I didn't. So I fell asleep. So I didn't see the ending. But Myos assures me that the ending is actually kind of nice. So I don't know. I'll watch the ending. Yeah, I don't really remember what happens. Uh, Something to do with a plane. I assume so because isn't that what they're trying to do? They're yeah, trying to get like to a go plane. see his dad and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, make some amends. I don't know. Uh, th- there's just so many off-putting things. The yeah. whole was it William Peterson? I I hated that movie. <laughs> yeah, I hate that fucking yeah. Yeah, this, I, I'm I really excited it, yeah. about Foxcatcher and a couple a couple other things. And after the way way back, yeah, if Steve oh, Carell can start making some good movies, please, totally. Because everyone still likes him. I still like him, but yeah, like, the movies. I'll, are, the I'll movies have are time terrible. for him. For probably forever. Yeah, yeah. He won't I'll Jim keep carry out chance. on me. But boy, the movies are bad. The uh, movies oh are my really god, bad. he hasn't made a good movie in. Well, what was there? I mean, other than the way way back, where he's not the it's lead. It's been a long time, yeah. Right, where he's the lead. I mean, is it like the Forty Year Old Virgin? We all enjoyed that. Yeah. It was a nice time. And then date nights. No, I don't know if I would call I, that a success. I, I, I liked. I, I think it's. I, fun. I it was all right. It's one. Of, I think I've said this before. It's one of those movies where you can put it on and the cast carries it, but sure. it's not a good movie. No, it's very easy to watch. It's pretty funny, but yeah, it's yeah. not. I wouldn't say that's a success. Yeah. Um, no. But yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what else uh, so, is that? Uh, I think we should probably get going to film roulette. Yeah, fine. yeah. it's been. Uh, like I think that's all. I thirty-seven got. minutes. Um, <laughs> sweet. Well, before we get to film Why roulette, did you say minutes. Thirty-seven minutes. Minutes. Didn't have if a good you, segue, so. If you want to hear me say minutes weird, 
more, then you need to get a pair of headphones. <laughs> you need some new headphones. You got to crank up the volume, get my weird-ass voice in there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, to do that, you can go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code SYNWPC when you're checking out, and you'll get 33% off of your order and free shipping. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, they got lots of different colors and yep. stuff, and it's great. I've got some yellow ones. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some black ones, and if you're like me and you have a cat that doesn't want you to have nice things, <laughs> then- Buy a uh, couple. Then <laughs> Your cat, your cat has already chewed up the headphones that came with your phone, mm. so just get some tweaked audio for yeah. you. There you go. And then you'll be able to listen to Film Roulette. Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us yeah. roll a die and two high rollers get to go see something that we think looks good. That yeah. w- This week was a walk among the tombstones, but the loser has to go and watch something that we do not want to see. This week, Greg went and saw the Canadian film Dr. Cabby, but the loser gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. Casey gave us the greatest hits by Menudo last week, so Greg and I will be talking about that, and then we'll be rolling for our movies next week. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, Casey and I... We uh, took a walk to the theater to see A Walk Among the Tombstones. Yeah. This is starring Liam Neeson, and it's written and directed by Scott Frank, who made a wonderful film called The Lookout. Which is written, written, so, a good movie. written for the screen. Yes. Yeah. By, uh, by Scott, by Scott Frank. Frank. Based on a book, I assume? Yes. yes. Lawrence Block, the same main character in this film as Eight Million Ways to Die. Uh, oh, really? Which I just found out today. Uh, that's a good movie. I agree. Yeah. Um, I like that movie a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and and so I really like The Lookout. Have you guys seen The Lookout? Yeah. I have not seen The Lookout. It's very good. It's so underrated. Yeah. Um, I hear uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is uh, is great in that yeah, movie. Yeah, really good. That was kind of his, like, hey, that kid from that oh, fucking I heard yeah. that because act. you said that last episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I heard that. Yeah. I heard it on. See you next <laughs> week. Yeah. <laughs> my tweaked audio headphones. Yeah. <laughs> Man, my uh, life I am a shill for everyone. <laughs> So IMDb describes the plot of this film as follows. Private investigator Matthew Scudder is hired by a drug kingpin to find out who kidnapped and murdered his wife. The drug kingpin is played by Dan Stevens of The Guest. No. Um, proving, I believe, that he will be a huge, huge oh, uh, talent. Oh, that guy plays the, the, the ge- main the character ge- in The, the guy Guest. Who's yeah. The Guest? And he's, oh, man. I just got so much more excited to see that movie. Yeah, because he's good in this movie, but... He's it's fucking an, awesome. It's it's an, he's better in this movie than he should it's be. It's another level in the guest. Like, yeah. seeing the guest first and then seeing this, I was like, oh, it's him, and he's good again. He's yeah. going to be really big soon. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this film, I, I they, they they keep doing what they have always done with Liam Neeson movies, and that's make the trailers, make it out like it's going to be, you know... Taken. Taken again, but this <laughs> yeah. time he's punching wolves or whatever. Like <laughs> They just put a lot of the Taken shooting. three, wolf yeah, yeah. puncher. But I knew going into this movie it probably wasn't going to be like that. Yeah, I, I didn't really get that. Yeah. I, I felt like this looked... I, that's why I really wanted to see it. it yeah. I, like a, yeah, a real I, movie as opposed to... This felt like uh, one of them kind of classy uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, crime drama kind of things, like and where you learn a little thing more. The trailer, life. the thing about the trailer is that it had like a really sort of consistent tone in within the trailer yeah which i think actually kind of oversold it a little for me oh absolutely because 
I didn't love this movie, but I also didn't hate it. It just doesn't feel like a movie that hmm. is it's a fully really, formed. It's a really good move. It's a really good watch. Yeah. It's an okay movie, and I was disappointed because I thought it was going to be great. I agree. Uh, and, but and the, there's great things about it. Absolutely. But I feel like this movie stumbles because in part, due in part to the tone, which is... The trailers didn't make it seem like Liam Neeson was going to have a plucky little kid following him around. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> oh, okay, no. well, see, this is this is where it falls Which I down didn't a hate, step. But it was just kind of like, whoa, what movie is this see, all now of a I did hate that. <laughs> this, is, this is where it falls down a step, I think, is because uh, it has things that in a book, um, like certain devices, like the kid, I bet yeah. the kid in the book, is a bit more of a device that because... Actually, I don't want to say why because I don't want to do any spoilery things with this. No, um, but so, but there's a reason. There's a reason that he uh, has a, uh, an affinity for the kid. Yes, um, uh, and I feel like that is uh, fleshed out and coalesces a little bit in the better with with book. the overall scope. Yeah, in the I book didn't even really think that of that it, very much until now, and now I'm kind of like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and I feel like the book probably probably does yeah. that better, uh, whereas in a you know two hour movie. Not they so they much. just don't have the time, so it just feels like, uh, does he have a sidekick? What's yeah. that? And he's like a little <laughs> urban hip hop sidekick kid that just feels like, um, yeah, and and he's it just, feels unfortunate. It seems the like the kid's he's, a good actor, but it, the, he's there. I feel like a lot of the times to like 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 say some kind of funny stuff. Like yeah. a lot of his dialogue is kind of weird. Some of the things that he says, you're like, I I know this takes place in 1999, just before Y2K, because you're hitting me over the head with it. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> <really>. <laughs> which I actually didn't hate either. But the payoff but, for that is is either great or terrible. I th- I kind of liked it. Um, I, f- I feel like I could have gone either way, and I think I chose to like it because I like the actor who said it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I know exactly what you mean. I yeah. feel like if anyone knows... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think anybody who's seen it knows knows what yeah. I'm talking about. It, and, Ladies, and, you know what I mean? So, like, why. the gist of it is that um, Liam, ne- Liam Neeson was a police officer, and uh, after something that happened to him on the streets while he was... He gets into a, a shootout yeah, when he's off-duty. Off-duty and drunk, and so he's kind of, you know off the force now in 1999 and doing stuff on the side for free and and yeah dan stevens hires him to find his murdered wife and in kind of a botched kidnapping ploy that seems to be happening again and again yeah where you pay them and they just return your wife or whatever other woman in your life that the plot decides is gonna murder uh (laughs) (laughs) uh back to you in chopped up bits and stuff yeah and and okay, so knowing that was kind of what this movie was about, I was like, I'm gonna check my, you know, like feminist brain at the door and be like, <laughs> I'm just gonna enjoy this, you know, moody genre film. And I was able to for a long time, but I d- it did kind of wear down on me a little. Do you feel like it was uh, sort of anti-feminist? I don't. I'm not sure. This I wanted to bring, because so, I would never call myself a feminist. Uh, uh, I, I I don't think. Okay, um, but I I I was like. I wanted to bring this up, okay, because I read a review of this movie that said, like, because the only violence on screen that happens is to men, that it was, like, slyly sort of being about misogyny and the fact that it, like, like, is destructive to yourself by only showing the men being murdered, but I was kind of, and I think uh, I have it written down here, it said, uh... Uh, they're they're a relief given how often women's dead bodies are used as ornaments elsewhere, and I was kind of like, I think you would have to define 
ornament because I feel like this movie does kind of use women. That, yeah, that's it, 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 although it doesn't show it, it is very much a movie where the only women are pe- getting like murdered and stuff. And yeah, to the point like, where by women, the end of it, I was there's like, there's uh, no women in the movie except for dead bodies. Yeah. I mean, uh, or you know. Well, I, I don't know. I don't want to say that. Yeah. that. That's that's a blanket statement. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just, I don't think that I had any sort of, um, I don't think that I was offended. No, I wasn't super offended, but I just uh, felt like. By, uh, as as a person who, you know, champions equal rights between yeah, yeah. the sexes. No. Uh, and I don't I, think I don't that think this I was is, offended. I wasn't offended either, but I did kind of feel like by the end of the movie, like, I was, it, it wore down on me in a weird way where I was like, okay, now, I don't know. I felt sort of like dragged through it a little at times. But but I mean in a in a gender specific kind of way or just just by dint of the story itself. I think I just think that like by the time it was like okay, no woman is going to show up that isn't somebody that's going to be like murder because like none they they even bring like children into it and you're like okay like <laughs> it just feels like the, we're using like women because it makes it more you know shocking for the audience where it's like oh no you know it was his wife or whatever and like oh no his daughter or something it's like okay and now now uh is it is it uh it's not spoilery to say uh we we have a very uh, specific killer yeah um but it's not spoilery to say what who the killer targets is it not really uh because the okay so the killer is targeting uh drug dealers yeah specifically and so he's like targeting like people in their lives that yeah the the people like their the wives. sort of innocent bystanders yeah. uh well not always innocent but uh um but anyway these killers have a thing against against drugs and yeah. drug users and drug dealers um i didn't feel like there was a point to that no. I didn't feel like it was explained. Aside from just that they know that drug dealers have a lot of money, and so if they do that, they will they usually have a lot of money on hand, so they'll be able to pay quick. Right. Yeah. Um, but it also, it also didn't feel like money was their only motive because of... No. It's it's hard to talk around yeah. this uh, no, w- I- without <laughs> sounding like we're, we're... Like, I don't want to be excluding our audience. Yeah. But uh, no, I and and like to be clear, I don't think that this movie is like anti-woman or anything. I just right. fe- I just kind of felt like I wanted to just enjoy the movie, and then the fact that it was doing the same thing that these movies always do kind of crept back and wore me out a little. I was right. like, all right, I see what you're doing over and over again. Yeah. And and but I do think like yeah, you know, if I had sat down and watched this on Netflix. Um, I probably would have been like, that was exactly what I wanted today. You know, I wanted a gritty, yep. like, dark it thriller. A, it's a perfectly serviceable dark thriller. Yes, I agree. It's just not the, um, you, the I went art. in expecting, like, something it, like Prisoners, where it's going to have that really sort of, like, straight tone the whole way through. Right. And really, really, mm-hmm. like, keep me on edge. But instead, I was kind of like, oh, this is more like a 90s movie. This is more it's, like... You know, fucking. It's, it's it's produced by Bone um, Collector, or like, uh, <laughs> or like yeah, yeah what was like the, Taking like, Lives with Angelina Jolie. It just God, feels like one of those movies that you that you watch with your mom and dad because you know they'll they'll they yeah. they yeah. won't be too offended by anybody trying to be artistic or anything. No, and it'll not be... your mom and dad, my mom and dad. Sorry, <laughs> no, but I know what you mean because it's also kind of like there will be something to hook the average viewer. Like, who's right. the killer? What yeah, what yeah. are they doing? How are they gonna get caught? Right. Yeah. Um. Uh, a couple. Of, well, it, it's produced by uh you know the team of Dan- Danny DeVito. Um. Uh. 
in uh, his uh, Stacy Sure, I think is I think her so. name. Yeah, you know, the the those three. So I I think I expected a little bit more as a result of that as well. Yeah. Uh, two things I do want to say about this movie that I found uh, hilarious was uh, at the very beginning in the flashback to 1991. Yeah. Um. Uh, I guess they filmed this right after they filmed Batman Begins because uh, uh, Liam Neeson forgot to take off his funny little uh, goatee. Yeah. Because he's got his funny little goatee from Batman Begins on. So that delighted my heart. And uh, there's a scene where he is uh, uh, talking to another actor who I don't know if the actor is supposed to have an accent uh, or if it's an actor trying to do an American accent, but it's these two actors, neither one of whom is very good at an American accent at all. And I think they're both trying to do an American accent, and yeah. it, it was so distracting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I, I think people that like this kind of movie should check this out on Netflix. I think yeah. if you are looking for, and I don't want to... I feel like I use like check it out on Netflix as a rating too much, but but if you're like uh, you know if you rating. have a weekend yeah. free and you're like yeah I kind of want like a dark thriller Liam Neeson is good in it I feel like they know that he's good at yelling at people on the phone so they shoehorn in a few <laughs> of those scenes yeah. where they're like let's just get the bad guys and him on the phone <laughs> so he can be like fuck you I'm gonna kill you or but, whatever but at the same it time it was bad it's great it's yeah. always like, great I, like if I was on the other end of that phone I'd be like oh shit and those, I had a sweet I'm plan yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, I, I had a sweet plan, and then they got yeah. Neeson involved. And those those scenes are where are where like it, it kind of works the most. I th- I thought like when yeah. when you know that Lee, like Liam Neeson knows who the guy is, and he's gonna pick the phone up and just fucking you got served, bitch. Like yeah, yeah. like I, I and I like his character that his character is a very measured, gentle yeah. person. Um, he's an older man who's very yeah. measured and gentle, but is also so sure that he is can kill you before you yeah, can yeah. kill him. Yeah, totally. It just, it, it's just there. No, when when this movie works, it works really well. It, it it's really It's just does. a shame that it... It's entertaining it, the whole yeah. time. Oh, yeah. For a two-hour movie, I wasn't bored or anything. It's mm-hmm. just a shame that it kind of like stumbles here and there, it and does. you're kind of like, oh, man, I thought I was going to see a great movie today, not yeah. just an okay one. I would say probably probably read the book uh, uh, before yeah. you... Like, if you're interested in the property, probably read the book before you see the movie. Or check out the movie. Jeff Bridges movie. Yeah. Uh, that movie's great. Eight Million Ways to Die. Yeah. Same same character from what I read, yeah. Yeah. So, check yeah, that out. Yeah, I, I think I'd heard that. I've never yeah. seen that movie. It's it's wicked. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, it, it was on Netflix. I don't know. Yeah, that's where check I watched moreflix. it. Check moreflix.com to find out what region. Yeah. Um, now, speaking of... Uh, I got nothing, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your segue. I had something. Speaking of terrible. more flicks, yeah, maybe. Greg saw another <laughs> flick. Saw one more <laughs> flick. Yeah, you saw Doctor Cabby. I did. Um, directed by Jean Francois Poulot. Yeah, and uh, this film is about an Indian doctor who immigrates to Canada in the hope of starting a new life. But bureaucracy confines him to life as a taxi driver. When he cannot suppress his desire to practice medicine, he begins illegally treating patients from his cab. If you remember from last week's episode, we talked a little bit about how good of an idea this movie has. And I think, uh, like, about how it plays on something that happens in real life that yeah. is, you know, a good idea to make a movie about. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. An interesting, but then, uh, okay, anyway. <laughs> oh, I can see where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> but then. So, yeah. All right. So, I saw this <laughs> movie the today. But then route. I saw it at the. Uh, Carlton? St- sticky, gross Carlton Theater. But, yeah. Hey, yeah. 
cheapest in the city. Yeah, it the is. First run movies and good eye lines. Yeah, and I'm sitting there, and the places I walk in, and it's already pretty full, which I was surprised at because it's a weekday and it's yeah. you know 1:45 in the afternoon. Yeah, full of old people, too. old white people everywhere. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but why, I got, why, I got, what were they doing out of the varsity? I, <laughs> it's a day trip. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, we're going it was three who, blocks south. People who emigrated from the varsity. Yeah. yeah, let's go see a movie today at varsity. No, let's go to Carlton. Well, let's go to the <laughs> we're traveling. Theater. Let's see something ethnic. Yeah. <laughs> it was bizarre. And so I sit down and I'm like, all right, at least I got a fairly comfortable seat and I'm not surrounded by stinky weirdos. Yeah. And I'm get like I'm watching the trailers and I'm like, good. And then like literally the movie is starting and the weirdo bus emptied out <laughs> in they came. <laughs> and you know, the, the seats in <laughs> And so I this wound is, up wedged between people, of course. This is true because when I saw Solo there, when mm-hmm. Greg and I saw Solo uh, for the sh- for the show, somebody came in like I think I mentioned this on that episode like ten minutes before the movie ended, yeah. and then just sat and watched to <laughs> the last fifteen twenty minutes of the movie or whatever it was, and I was yeah. like, "It's been on for an hour and a half, guy. Like, where <laughs> the bu- like." Um, this was entertaining though, as all these uh, people piled in just as the movie was starting. Mm-hmm. The way that because these are it's like a multiplex, so it's a whole bunch of screens in a small space, and the, so the seats when you walk into you know uh, theater three where I was, yeah, um, you can only ex- enter the aisles, uh, the rows of seats from one side. Then it's a they're flush a against the wall, the side, right? Yeah, right. So you right. can't like go around and all circle the, way, the yeah. seating. So I'm in the second row, which is fine because these screens are tiny. And these two guys who I think were 1.45 p.m. drunk. Okay. Ah, and sweet. like 65. <laughs> <laughs> they come in and they are they go down to the around the front row and are going to try and walk up to go and get some different oh God, seats. Walk into the wall. But it's dark. Yeah. And this guy just, bam, right, right <laughs> into the wall. It's like, oh, man, it's dark in here. And then his buddy does the same thing. <laughs> Like, are you are you play? Come on, you, when, when are you guys playing next? Because this yeah. is a delight. <laughs> Do you have a manager? Because we yeah. can take this on the road. We'll be back for the two p.m. show. <laughs> There's price of admission right yeah, there. Yeah. And then they split up. They couldn't figure it out. So the one guy, yeah, oh, <laughs> they no. ended up not sitting together. The one guy sits next to me, and then some lady sits next to me on the other side. <laughs> They're like, like, what this, is this friendship? Isn't working out. I yeah. hate this theater. And so uh, uh, the movie starts now. Okay. Uh, very okay. Th- uh, this movie <laughs> has a bunch of Canadian talent in it, which is uh, cool to see. Uh, of of a you know a variety of backgrounds. Um, I think the, the main guy, and I think he wrote it. I, I haven't really read anything about this yet because I did see it this afternoon. Yeah, uh, yeah, he is from Toronto, um, Vignet Vermani, um, and I'm pretty sure he wrote it. I'm not. No, a bunch of people did. Never mind. Don't listen to me. <laughs> um, so yeah, but a lot of uh, Canadian talent. Uh, Adrian Palicki, she's a uh, I don't know, she was in the GI Joe movie. And some other I stuff. know the name. You'd recognize her. She's been in things. Uh, and Rizwan Manji, I've seen him and stuff. I don't remember what though. He's pretty good. Like they got solid, you know, side talent. And then yeah. I was really surprised to see uh, Chris Diamatopoulos in it. Who? Oh, is he? Yeah. Um, who's from Toronto and uh, went to grade school with my wife. Um, it's on his resume. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, most people would know him from Arrested Development, uh, season four, or a whole bunch of things. He's really good at voices and accents, so he'll probably work forever. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I was like, oh fuck, when all these people are popping up. Oh, and Stephen McHattie, 
is in it too. And I'm like, oh, he's great. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So it is about this guy. He he gets, uh, he becomes a doctor uh, in uh, in New Delhi, and that's and at this point of the movie, the first 15 minutes of him getting his degree, and then wants to move his uh, mother to Canada with him. I was like, okay, I am interested in this, and I'm seeing, uh, you know, a nice look at culture in a different way. But as soon as it gets to Canada, it turns into this really like it it was more like a two hour sitcom okay. than it was a movie. It's not oh, shot man. super well. It's super low budget Canadian. And there's a lot of really bad uh uh music tags in the end of scenes. Oh great. Uh transition music that just seems out of place. <laughs> and uh some wacky performances and stuff like that. But like uh, the cast is likable enough to make it not the most offensive movie, but yeah. the story it was just garbage. Yeah. Just garbage. Because, I mean, it, it was interesting until he becomes... Uh, Dr. Cabot. Like, a right up, like, a half an hour where I'm like, this is fine. Yeah, yeah. Totally fine. He wants to be a doctor. He can't. He tries to work in his uncle's restaurant. He's terrible at that. He gets a job as a cabbie. And then he's on caught on film delivering a baby in the back of his cab, <laughs> and he becomes a sensation but then you, this is where things just get... about had me because i thought you were gonna say he's caught on fire <laughs> until like, he catches right, on I'm fire in. yeah and he's on fire for the rest of the movie <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> driving he's got to drive a cab and yeah. deliver children while he's on fire so he beca- he starts uh, be practicing as a doctor out of a cab and everyone yeah. loves it you know uh and he has a lot of patience but he's like He's uh, administering drugs to them. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, they don't show how he gets them all. I don't know where he's getting all of these drugs from. And he's not charging people what a doctor would. He's charging them the cab fare. So I don't know how he's affording all these drugs. Yeah, how, but right. they, don't, they just the don't even fare. mention it. They're just like, now he does this. And uh, so I'm like, well, I don't know if this is all right. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's it's very wacky. And there's a lot of bizarre sex humor in it that doesn't feel quite appropriate for the rest of the tone of the movie. Yeah, it's right. not that PG, I was offended right? or something, but it's just like, what is this doing in here? Yeah. Um, it was really trying weird. to please everyone. Exactly. And it is trying to please everyone and it just, it, you know, blasts through all these story plot points because then Chris, like, almost an hour into the movie is when Chris Diamantopoulos shows up and he's this evil guy who's running for mayor. <laughs> <laughs> And he's the baby daddy of the first baby he delivered, who is the lead actress that he's that the cat, Dr. Cabby's now in love with. Oh, God. Sounds too, way too convoluted. Yeah, all this shit's going on. I'm like, why are all these characters here? And this guy's got cancer. Uh, uh, and uh, so the, the, to, to, I'm going to spoil stuff. I'm sorry. Okay. So if you're, uh, you know, <laughs> worried about spoiler radar for Dr. Cabby, here it comes. <laughs> so what happens is... Uh, they it's following all the basic movie, you know, eighties movie plot yeah, formula yeah. where like they're gonna get together, but then he thinks that she's doing, thinking something else, and they don't communicate, oh, so no. they separate. And he's driving around being sad in his cab, and he sees this girl who's gonna jump off a bridge, and he goes and talks her down because he's Superman. He's fucking, he's the most sensitive. And he could do everything, so he's saving people from suicide and all kinds of stuff. And he talks her down from the bridge, takes her into his cabbie doctor's office, and gives her a whole bunch of antidepressants. Uh, when which then she goes home and gets depressed by her parents and takes them all to kill herself. She doesn't die. She just almost dies. But then he gets arrested and he goes to trial for it. And she, his the the the, the mother of the baby he delivered, who's the yes. baby mama of the evil mayor, who's hired a lawyer to put Doctor Cabby away and at least get him deported. She then becomes Doctor Cabby's lawyer because she used to be a lawyer. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh that's crazy. So it's now they're they're working yeah. on 
the the case, like trying to get him off or whatever. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm supposed to be rooting for the hero, but I'm like, he's illegally giving people drugs. And, <laughs> and he clearly gave a bunch of antidepressants to somebody who was suicidal and, yeah, going yeah. And, and didn't inform himself. anyone. He didn't right. inform anyone that he found her on the side of a bridge. He just gave her a bunch of lethal drugs. Yeah, that kind of like should later. go I'm to not jail. Really, yeah, I'm not. I'm kind of okay with this. So anyway, they're you know they're they're trying to railroad him and get him whenever and everyone's coming up. His, all of his patients and they're like, oh, he did this wonderful yeah. thing for me and stuff like that. And then the the, the judge is like, all right, well, I'll have a uh, uh, a decision in two hours. Uh, so sentencing will be in two hours. And then she's like, quick, come with me. And they run down the hall to this other room and get married. And then <laughs> running back so he can't get deported because now he's married to her. Oh, my God. And- Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And I'm just like, this, uh, so why, yeah. what is going why, on here? Why couldn't this movie have just been about, okay, so even up until the point where he's Dr. Cabby. Yeah. Like, why couldn't it just be about him and this woman and sort of like his life and 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 he's dr cabby and people really love him but he really yeah. wants to go legit and then yeah. that's it like why do you have to have but then the herd like somebody yeah what, what, evil mayor? Evil what, mayor? what movie yeah. am i watching and yeah so then he comes back and we're like well surprise we're married now yeah well you were you know in Hanging recess <laughs> and um so then they find him not guilty for impersonating a doctor which he was I, I mean, he's not, you know, he's not legally allowed to practice law in this country. It doesn't matter. I, like, I know that that sucks, but you like if I can't go to, and do something that's illegal in a different country and right. expect to do it's going to be great because I'm charming. You know, yeah. I'm very charming. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You have gotten away with quite a bit. Yeah. I yeah. Know. And Greg's bringing burgers. Yeah. So. yeah. Remember when I was that bicycle dentist? Yeah. Oh, those were the days. <laughs> you fixed Hop up. in the basket. I'll pull out your teeth. Instead of lollipops, it was burgers. <laughs> so then the, uh, the the judge is like, okay, but you did give these people illegal drugs. And no, still no question. Where are you getting all the, you know, yeah. anyway. Yeah. And he's like, but you, so community service to you. But you can stay here because you're married now. And then it, so like, yay! Oh, and they, then then Christian Christian Diamantopoulos shows up, and they, he punches her, him, and then he, then she knees him in the balls, and we're like, uh, put a button on that storyline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it fades to black, and it's like two years later. Now he's a doctor, and they're having another kid. Okay. And I'm like, how did he get the job? What was the problem? Because you can't. He, the whole did he crux go to a of residency? the movie did is he go he, about and do yeah. how you're supposed to become a doctor yeah. in a foreign country? Because it's not a long enough time period based on what the information I've been given by the movie is. So yeah. you've just jumped ahead. 
and you've jumped me this... over what your movie should have been about. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I was like, this is I don't know what I'm watching here. And then I, I was like, this was directed by some French Canadian guy, and I think that was probably a wrong move too, because all the st- I, all everything I was curious to see about the impact of culture in this, I you know, even in a comedy, you can do it. A comedy can have. Well, yeah, it's in a storyline. It isn't there at all. This movie, yeah. I'm not like when I say, why wasn't this movie about whatever I said like, five minutes ago? Like, I'm not saying this movie has to be fucking Mr. Serious Hour. No. You know what I mean? Like, you can fucking simplify real problems that people are going through Absolutely. and find the comedy in that and still like, yeah, like if they skipped over anything involving how he becomes a doctor in a movie that the crux of the story is about he comes here and he can't be a doctor so he's doing it on the side and that gets him in legal trouble right but then at the end he's a doctor and we never discuss how that happens that's a big problem it's enormous (laughs) so it's it's bad storytelling again it just it sounds like canada trying to make a fucking american movie yeah and that always goes wrong it's like oh well in american movies it's like this heightened reality where where you don't have to follow specific timelines or anything but you also don't have any of the other subterfuge that that America has yeah. in those kind of, and also those movies in America are also shitty. But uh, also, there's like these casts, and like there's there's ways of making you not really notice those things that Canadian movies just don't do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, ah, it's, it's you can so have stop. the heightened reality and like a wacky, crazy something happen, yeah. you know, and breeze over the legal stuff if you're making, you know. The greatest American hero movie, or right. something, you know, where it's totally fucking Which ridiculous. They're totally making, yeah, by the true. way. Uh, you know, then you, it doesn't matter because it's about a fucking guy who flies with aerosol cans or whatever. Yeah. Oh no, that's uh, my secret identity. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but either way, which you is know? Canadian? Yeah, that's right. No, yeah, it, you know, but not when you're dealing with the real issues in a real culture. Yeah. Like to brush over it like this feels. Yeah. It's weirdly, it's not, I don't want to say racist, but insensitive. Yeah. And just like, what? All right. Because again, that's an an inherently interesting story is the struggle of, uh, you know, uh, an extremely capable person coming to a a culture where they're subjugated to... I, I don't know. I don't want to say uh, cabbies are, are less capable people. That's not <laughs> well, what I mean at all. No, no. But no, you know but what I'm saying. You know yeah, I know but what you're saying. But it, what do I know? Because the 25 uh, old drunk white people loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like a movie that, again, like has an, like, an idea and a point that should have not been that hard to make, and they just overcomplicated it. Yeah, by, or, like, or got too worried about like making some kind of movie they could sell to a bunch of markets and like, yeah. you know, that's the pr- squeezed, that's- squeezed every bit of story out of it for gags about testicles and shit, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's the fucking problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's Definitely. Canada, Canada, like... A bigger budget Canadian movie tries to be far too too far reaching. Yeah. yeah, that's why something like like the F word really worked for me yeah. because it plays in the genre that it's gonna like we're gonna make a romantic comedy, but it's all about in being in Toronto and it's and and whatever and and it just it works for what it has to be. It yeah. doesn't need to. Well, make... it it's also uh, it's also a movie that has its own identity uh, aside from being a Canadian yeah. movie. You know, like it's also like well, yeah, it's set in Canada and and there's some inherently Canadian things, but. It's not, but it's it's more about this relationship, yeah. and it has its own specific Because they voice. know to make it about that and not make it about a hundred other things. Yeah, to, yeah. Just well, exactly. To make it wacky. Just a nice, small story. Yeah, yeah. That sounds I'll, like what Dr. Kiabi's doing. Now, Dr. Kiabi. As, uh, as far as it being a watchable whatever, like, it's not... It's okay. It has plot holes all over the place, and it's a uh, you know amateur filmmaking. Yeah, but uh, it's not the worst. The cast again is the, everyone's pretty likable in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It's 
it's yeah. not a good this movie, thing will, but it's not like it'll run on TV and people will watch. Yeah, it. it's a fine yeah. watch. I wasn't like sitting there, you know, pulling my hair out or whatever, freaking out of the screen or something like that. I was yeah. just watching, like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know why you did that. <laughs> why is it? okay? Fine. This is what we're doing. Good enough. You okay. know? <laughs> Again, it's like a just a fucking sitcom. It's yeah, a, it's sitcom. Yeah, yeah. Um, it almost feels like you were saying, Casey, about being sold for other markets, but also yeah. like. Sounds like they're like, but also we need to make sure that this will play on TV and, you know, yeah, yeah. it'll run on global, you know, at, <laughs> yeah, at right. eight o'clock and all the families will watch it. Sure. And it'll, everyone will laugh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So whatever. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Casey, you gave us an album by Menudo, a greatest hits album. Yes. Yeah. Um, that I wanted I you guys to have I, the Menudo experience. That the I best, think, the I, best of Menudo. I think yeah. I listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> As if uh, that can be encapsulated. Yeah, yeah. Now, keep in mind, uh, I don't really know what Menudo does. Yeah, you know, I, I was like, I, uh, trying to find a greatest hits album because I wasn't sure which one it was yeah. difficult because uh, well, half of their stuff's not in English, so I didn't know what it was. But I'm like, I don't know a single Menudo song. Yeah, yeah I just no. know what Menudo is. There's not like, a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's a, it's more of a concept than there's like, yeah, there's yeah. no definitive Menudo song. And yeah. Like, let me tell you this: I listened to, uh, what is this, sixteen? Of their best, and I didn't recognize one. Me either. <laughs> and now, did not did, one? Did you listen to this? I think we listened to different albums because okay. I listened to Collection Original. No, I li- mine's all in English. Yeah. Okay. Wait, mine's not so in yours English. Yours was at all. all in English. Was yours all? Not in, a uh, word of it. Yours was all in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. This is wonderful. So mine, mine was for sale in 1998. It said October 98 uh, for BMG Latin. Uh, mine had a lot of songs like Cuero Rock. And uh, Voya America. Okay. And I didn't not, have any of those. I've nothing got like, uh, on mine was English. If you're not here Wait. by my side, please be good to me because of love. Heavenly angel, like a cannonball. Got to nope. get on moving. No, nope. Give me rock. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, wait. wait what was maybe maybe give me rock is the same thing as Quero rock. Oh, maybe right. I just heard all of Would the Would you same. recognize it if I played it? Maybe. <laughs> Let's get right. a taste. Let's try not to get sued by Menudo here. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like it. Put it close to the mic. Yeah, this sounds exactly like it. Yeah, this sounds. Yeah, I feel like I heard yeah, just like the, uh, the original Espanol version. Yeah. All right, <laughs> sweet. Okay. Um, but I mean, I have no idea how to even talk about this. No, it was a bunch of songs. Do it in Spanish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's bueno. <laughs> Good enough. Uh-huh. I'll take it. Yeah, it was like a bunch of songs that sounded like that one that you just played, where yeah. they were talking about I don't know what, and I didn't know anything what was going on. I didn't like it. Hey, listen, I'll tell you what, buddy. I listened to it all in English, yeah. and I didn't know what was going on, and I didn't like it. <laughs> it just sounded like a lot of weird music from an air, like yeah. a bygone it era. Just, it's yeah. 16 songs that sound like songs that are in, like, when you're watching a fairly low-budget 80s movie, yeah. and they've gotten someone to make songs for totally. it, because yeah, yeah. they won't pay real bands. It but, sounds exactly like that. The production value is super low. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me of like listening to a Chipmunks record because yeah, all absolutely. the all the kids are you know like the Menudo thing is that no one's allowed to be over whatever age like that's a Menudo thing right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't be it over was like 15 a, it was like a revolving something. cast uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah a ton of them so uh, one of which I think was um, Ricky Martin Ricky Martin yeah. yeah 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 that's his yeah um but so a lot of it was just like ah, da, da, like like high pitch sort of yeah, like yeah. singing about like. <laughs> 
Like, <laughs> I don't know what you just did. It might have been racist. No, Let's I was sign that kid. <laughs> yeah. Just saying, uh, like, just really, like, because yeah. they're, they're 15 years old. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. listening, like, clearly, they're just, because uh, yeah, the melodies aren't very good, and they're kind of thrown together. And there's, I mean, the, the kids are too young to really know what they're talking about in the songs, yeah. like the themes and stuff like that. But also, I think that, that there's, uh, with English not being the primary language for them, too, so there's even more of a disconnect of, like, these, like, really flat vocal performances where, right. you know. I don't want to critique too hard on a bunch of kids singing pop songs, but it just but, felt like really the most empty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Also, I'm not a 10-year-old girl who this is meant for. Are N- you not? Not anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Not anymore. Yeah, what's happened to you, man? You've changed. <laughs> I grew up into a beautiful lady. <laughs> <laughs> who makes her own choices, damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, you, you grew up into Allie McBeal. <laughs> I knew you would. Yeah. Uh, this is terrible. Yeah. So really, uh, this happens a lot, I find. When I go for listen number two, that's when I really know how bad an album is where yes. I'm like, I got to go back oh, to this. Fuck, I don't yeah. I got to start at the beginning. I've already done this. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That always feels like such a trek. Oh, like, boy, oh. yeah. So this was really, because it just, exa- and nothing is, stands out as crazy. No, it's not true. One does. One really made me laugh. I'm like, this is a bizarre little tune. Right before the one we just listened to. I there. wish I had heard it in English. I could have actually had something to say yeah. about what get, was going on gotta in the song. Got to get on moving. Okay. A horrendously bad song. You know what? I'm doing it. You know what? I'm playing a little bit okay. for you. I don't know which one that was. It's this one. Oh, man. I don't know if it's like a breakfast commercial from 1987. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no more dilly dally. No more dilly dally. <laughs> no more. <laughs> yeah, this is terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? You, you said that you weren't a ten-year-old uh, girl, but you've grown up and you can make your own choices. Right. What is your choice to punish us with? Uh, as no. a all grows up girl. As a yeah, lady who uh, living a on her, lady. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I was man. I looked at a lot of stuff. Yeah. At a whole lot of stuff. And then uh, I was like, well, you know what? Let's do something just because I think it's topical, but okay. also part of it really hilarious to me. Uh, I know we talked about it last week, but I'm gonna, you guys have to listen to the new U2 album. Okay. And uh, I also think this is funny because Casey doesn't have iTunes or any Apple stuff, so yeah. he's the only person in the world who has to seek the album out on his own. Yeah, yeah. me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. You um, don't have iTunes either? Well, I okay, have good. iTunes installed on my computer, but Everyone I Everyone got it for it. free, and you guys got to go find it on your own. But yeah. I, I, back when I was still kind of fighting you know, to be a U2 fan... Uh, I, Casey and I were in college together and roommates and stuff like that. And I tried to get him to appreciate some of the good stuff before they turned into a shit yeah. man. And he didn't really like that. Okay. No. <laughs> so I can't imagine this is going to go over too well. The weird thing is, though, um, I uh, uh, I did listen to the first uh, the first episode of uh, You Talking You Too to me. Right. Um, and uh, they played a bunch of it yeah. uh, uh, on there. And what I heard on there, I was like, I like this more than a lot of recent stuff I've heard. Oh, well, maybe went, so. Yeah. What, like, uh, get on your boots and things. Yeah, yeah. Well, sure. Uh, yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> like, it, it, uh, but 
I, I can't imagine I'll like it, but I will go yeah, in. I don't yes. think the as songs will be as, as enjoyable when they're four minutes long instead of 45 seconds and bookended by Adam Scott and Scott Arkham. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, with, yeah. with uh, you know, you popping my stones. Uh, yeah, exactly. This, is, this won't be as enjoyable as that podcast, yeah. I promise you. Um, I'm just blue I'm interested here. because, I yeah, I like Casey, I don't know a lot about you two. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much the most exposure I've ever had is from the podcast. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Well, you know, uh, this isn't going to be good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nor is it, I feel like, a representation of the band. I mean, it is now. It is for the, of the yeah, last 15 sure. years yeah. of this band. I uh, guess I guess next week we'll talk you two to yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, let's get rolling. Um, so this week, I believe the Equalizer comes out, and then we also have the Skeleton Twins in right. the theater. So yeah. are we going to do... Skeleton Twins, or are we going to do The Equalizer? Uh, I really want to see Skeleton Twins. Yeah, I, yeah, too. I don't too. really care about The Equalizer. Yeah, I, feel I like do we... care about The Equalizer. I feel like we can just... <laughs> Maybe too much. <laughs> I care a lot. I feel like we can <laughs> take guys. a pass on The Equalizer. Yeah. I feel so? like Skeleton Twins is the... Cause we I talked think about... something small like Skeleton Twins could use some yeah. exposure. And we talked about the trailer a lot when it came out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when... I'm so excited to see this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, look I, I, I'm I, all for it. Yeah, I feel like the, the jury's already out on yeah. the Equalizer in terms of it's been reviewed because yeah. it was at TIFF and stuff right. and yeah. not being very good. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. I'm not surprised at all. It doesn't look very good. Yeah. Um, now, I, I I don't really see a big loser out in the theaters right now. Not really. I see a couple of big losers I, in front of <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, so, I was thinking, though, Skeleton Twins. Uh, Skeleton Twins is a nice, uh, yeah, SNL cast. Okay, doing yeah. good. I thought maybe we should look at some of the worst SNL movies. It's Pat. How many it's Chris Kattan movies do no you want to watch? I think either it's Pat or Stuart saves his family. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, um, I heard Stuart saves his family is great. actually really good. Really? Yeah. yeah. I've heard it's great. And, okay. and actually, I saw well, twenty no. minutes of it. I think, and uh, uh, I actually seem to remember going like, I want to see the. Rest well, of I'd it. always heard that it was awful. I've never seen it's bad. Uh, I have seen it's bad. You have. Yes. I, I, even though I knew there was a mean moment yeah. in it, yeah, I couldn't bring it. myself to ever watch it. It's. Okay. Uh, you know what you think it would be? Yeah. It's worse than that. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's. Okay. If you've seen that though, there's there's it's Pat. What else I was I thinking about here? Oh, the Blues Brothers 2000. Oh boy. That seems like a Ooh. mean experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually an experience. I, I've. I've. I, 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 <laughs> I've always wanted Remix. to have, yeah, because it it's so ill conceived. So, yeah. Oh yeah, and I'm such a well. You're sitting on a Blues Brothers blanket right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was waiting for where that was going to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're sitting on hey, one of on? the Blues Brothers, <laughs> <laughs> dead or alive. Yeah, um, I, like the Blues Brothers, I think is just one of the best movies anybody's ever made. It's, it's yeah. one of the best. So movies of all funny, time. so um, crazy, it's and fucking one of the coolest movies of all super time. Super cool. Yeah, and um, this was uh, like Dan Aykroyd and John Landis. Yeah, came, like John Landis came back for this one. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 I, is that the one? Because I've never yeah. seen it. No, no. I saw about five minutes of it once and was just like, oh. Yeah. It's the only. It's infuriating. Yeah. They have a kid. Yeah. There's a fucking child blues brother. Okay. I think you just still. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This podcast. All right. Kids. Casey. (laughs) Casey's Skeleton Twins versus Blues Brothers. Gross. Yeah. That's a. mm -hmm. Casey has rolled a two. Oh, fuck. All right. Here Mm -hmm. I go. No, guys. Uh, That's a Four. four. Yeah. 
Oh, I wanted to see Skeleton Twins. Casey! Three! Woo! Woo. Casey's going to see it. Well, I guess we'll have to get you a uh, Blues Brothers 2000 blanket for you to sit out next week. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll just draw in the kid. Yeah. <laughs> and a 2K. Yeah. That's good I'll news. I'll have to get a whole other blanket for John Goodman. <laughs> toga. Toga. 2000. 2000. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's nice. All right. Yeah. Well, let's get right on into nine hundred two one. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Casey. Okay. Finally, do 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 do. All right, fellas. Did so you th- hand write notes? Uh, yes, I did. Oh, so is look this at the, you. This is the first well, because I watched episode, it, right? Uh, this is the first episode of season two. Because listeners that uh, from last week know I fucked up <laughs> yeah. by, by <laughs> trusting Netflix. Uh, you yeah. watched the third episode, I believe. Yes. And we were all kind of like, well, why aren't they talking about her being pregnant? Why are the, yeah. Why is Brenda and Dylan broken up? Right. All this stuff. And I was like, I guess they just did it between the seasons. Yeah. Apparently not. No. You were wrong about that. Yeah. It all starts exploding. Okay. Right. In an episode called Beach Blanket Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, what? Sorry, I just got to know. It's with the handwritten notes. Oh, well, I watched uh, this episode uh, on the lunch break today. Okay. Oh, okay. So I'm watching it on my phone. I can't I make the, I the notes on my phone. Right. And also, I, so I started watching it and I'm like, you know, I'll just remember it. I'll do it without notes, kind yeah. of thing. But then it starts, and I'm just like, oh, I gotta, I gotta yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. write this shit. Down. I always oh, think yeah. that when I'm gonna, when I start writing notes and I'm typing them on, like last time I did typed on my on my laptop. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll just do like, what's the scene about? Okay, Brenda meets Sarah. Yeah, 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 exactly. But then I end up typing like a hundred things per scene. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, okay, well that's bananas. Yeah. I gotta talk about that. Um, and so they're all written very small. Okay, so it starts out. Season two starts out, and the uh, the whole intro. Not long enough. No? In the first one, too long. This one, I love the song. I love all the <laughs> but bright I felt colors. Like, I thought it was really long. And, uh, and Jason Priestley pretends to punch somebody in the head a yeah. couple times. That's a and lot of fun. David oh, uh, Silver does like some dance moves, right, or whatever. He's oh, jump, yeah, jumping yeah. around. Yeah, it's yeah. highly entertaining. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, the first thing I noticed uh, as soon as this thing opens is Hey, where's David Silver's um, little uh, ventriloquist dummy friend in the opening credits? Well, he's no longer in the opening credits. He has been demoted to guest starring. Uh, And I was like, oh, buddy, that must have fucking hurt. Yep. Um, And he is. He has two lines in the first. uh, I don't even uh, think he was in mine. uh, He was in mine. (laughs) (laughs) Weird. Uh, (laughs) Anyway. So, okay. Yeah. So, Dougie Emerson. Uh, on the sidelines. But don't worry, guys. <laughs> Joey Tata still in the his house. Oh. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, oh, I wrote so small because I, I wrote it on pay stubs. All right. Um, I'm going to. Uh, he's going to read the, your notes and try to make sense of them. It says, V dummy, I'm going to graduate. <laughs> What did I write here? Oh man, best <laughs> best episode of of nine hundred two and oh yeah, yeah. Ever. Apparently V dummy or Doesn't Gandalf. Rat. Maybe it says Gandalf. Gandalf shows up and <laughs> he's like, uh, "Where's the ring?" Yeah. Fire um, <laughs> <you> fools <laughs> to geometry class. Um. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So V dummy <laughs> means the, ventriloquist dummy. Okay. Yeah, I figured uh, you knew that part. If yeah, the okay, so ventriloquist vagina dummy. See your face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> comes, that's what they call Donna this season. Hey, where comes, why here is, comes vagina dummy? Why is vanity in this episode? <laughs> Would somebody call the vaginator, please? <laughs> Clean up this vanity situation. Um, okay. Get out of here, Prince. Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, so he just shows up and he's talking to David Silver and he's like, oh man, I've got to go visit my grandparents for the whole summer. And I'm like, they're just getting rid of him right off the bat. <laughs> oh yeah, him, yeah. Um, so, so that happens. And, uh, Kelly's voice is kind of weird. She sounds like she's talking funny. So somebody ADRs the line, hey Kelly, I hope you get your voice back. Oh, huh. Because that's the only thing they talk yeah, about. Huh. That's the only mention made of it. Okay, so, um... Uh, so then we got Brandon and Andrea, and they're talking, and they're having the we're just friends. Yeah. Uh, uh, because you, if you remember, in yeah. last season, yep. cliffhanger, will yep. they or won't they? Yeah, they got sex on contract. A, yeah, 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 sex contract. <laughs> uh, they were doing some sex business, Yeah, but the deal fell through. That's right. Yeah. That's, it happens in business. Um, uh, okay, so then they do the pregnancy test. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we we switch to uh, over to Brenda and uh, Kelly and Donna, and they're going to get a pregnancy test. Um, Which is why when in my episode the dad was like, "You're Pete, you're getting yeah. like like tests and all this stuff. You're not a kid anymore." And I was like, "When did that happen?" Yeah. yeah. In episode one. Yeah. Yeah. That's it what happened here. <laughs> Two it weeks all ago. happened here. Yeah. Um, oh, it's also casually mentioned that Brenda's taking summer school uh, drama class. Okay. Right. She's taking summer school just to take a fucking drama class. Anywho. So uh so she's gotta take the, the test and she pees on the test. Um oh, I thought you were talking about something in drama class. <laughs> I don't think that's how you all right, whatever. She passed, yeah. so uh <laughs> you said. Um okay, so she takes the test and and it's blue it turns blue if it's if you're pregnant and you like yellow if you're not pregnant. And they're like, What color is it? What color is it? It's green. What? Yes. Uh. Why? So it's green. Um, so they don't even know. Am I nope. pregnant? Am I not pregnant? Who even fucking knows? Um, and, she, and so she definitively says, oh, my God, I have so many feelings going. Fucking Dylan was not worth it. <laughs> 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 she doesn't say exactly that. But yeah. the sentiment is there. Um, so then Brandon is at the peach pit. And he's like, golly, the tips are not very good. And also, we don't have a lot of business. And uh, and Joey Tatas is like, uh, yeah, the, the it's the summer. People don't want to eat shitty food in the summer. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so um, yeah. So then Steve comes in and he's like, uh, let the summer begin. Uh, 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 uh. I was like, isn't that a don't, Nick and Knight song? Don't do yeah. that in paper. Yeah. <laughs> It was it? Oh, he, oh yeah. <laughs> Weirdly enough, that's the second uh, week in a row that I've done that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe that's my new thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's a sign. Uh, so Steve's like, hey, there's going to be a beach party tonight. And Brandon's like, I don't want to go because I need to get a Mustang. Uh, so I need to to work. But there's not enough work at uh, the Peach Pit. Yeah. So, uh mm-hmm. So Steve's like, well, why don't you go get a job, a better job at the at the beach club or whatever it is? Yeah, you which can is go why I was like, when did he get this job? Yeah, but he's like, you can go be a lifeguard because you used to be a lifeguard at the lake in Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Um, 
So then we go back to mom and Brenda, and Brenda's like, hey, mom, when did you start going to the gynecologist? And <laughs> mom was like, uh, I don't know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Dylan shows up, and he's like, uh, and he's like, hey, we need to talk. Can we talk about this? And she's like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, or I might be pregnant. He's like, damn, when did this happen? <laughs> That's his like, fucking response. When you put it in me, probably? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember when you put your pee in the bee? Um, <laughs> Do you know we visited the peach pit, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we were both there for that, right? For consenting adults <laughs> with uh, fully formed peach pits. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Uh, so he's like, Brenda, this is my problem, too. I'm going to support you. And she's like, oh, no, I just want to be a bitch to you all the time. Which she's a total bitch to him all the time. He's like, I, you know, this is my problem, too, and I want to help out. And she's like, fuck you, or whatever. <laughs> um, Those Walsh twins, Jesus. Uh, oh, they are the fucking yeah. moodiest teenagers. <laughs> um, so, uh, so then Brandon is auditioning to be a lifeguard. Uh, ah, yeah, there we go. I was yeah. wondering when the title was going to make sense. Totally. Uh, yeah, that's what's happening. Uh, they're really burying the lead on this thing. It's not really about Brandon anyway, but he, uh, but he's like the 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 guy who owns or runs the uh, the beach club. Yeah, is yeah. like okay. Um, I trust you've all been uh, lifeguards at the ocean before. <laughs> and everyone's like, yup, except for Brandon. He's like, oh, I was a lifeguard at the lake and at a pool. And the guy's like, oh, that's cool. It's the same thing. Which also, no, it's not. Because uh, lakes don't have an undertow. And like, there's a lot of different things like about the ocean than there are about lakes. But anyway, whatever. Um, so, uh, so then we cut back. And... Brenda goes to oh Brenda goes to the gynecologist and uh, and Brandon, Brandon oh, goes Brandon. To, Brandon Brandon goes to the gynecologist uh, Brenda goes to the gynecologist and and Kelly goes with her because it's like her gynecologist and Kelly's like uh, like oh don't worry about it and she's like and Brenda's like oh I'm so creeped out like I wish it wasn't a guy and then Kelly gets this really creepy smirk on her face and goes. Most of them are <laughs> in like the oh weirdly in this weirdly suggestive <laughs> way to go like oh man I've been through all the gynecologists in L.A. mostly dudes yeah <laughs> uh, so anyway Brendan is a terrible lifeguard oh. this has nothing to do with the gynecologist we're back on Brandon now right. he's a terrible lifeguard uh, and. That's that. <laughs> like you, like you think he's terrible because you don't like him, or is it that he's bad at? <laughs> he's it? a great lifeguard, but a terrible person. Right. So okay. terrible life. Are they like you, do, Walsh? You suck. Uh, he's like they're doing wind sprints down the beach, and he can't keep up with anybody. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why he's even bothering to live. So, <laughs> uh, so the gynecologist comes in, and Brenda's like, "Whoa, uh, I'm not pregnant." And the gynecologist is like, what? I didn't even look. And she's like, uh, trust me, I'm not. So in the five minutes between the time she was talking to Kelly and the gynecologist comes in, she got her period. So don't worry, guys. Oh, okay. Okay. Sigh relief. All right. Wait, that's number four. This thing is written everywhere. <laughs> uh, so Dylan, by the way, goes to the um, to the gynecologist with her to be supportive. Yeah. Right? Still being a dick to him. Yeah. And so Dylan goes... Um, okay, well, I'm glad we're not pregnant because we couldn't handle it right now. But, 
you know, maybe you should uh, ask the gynecologist about the pill. Maybe that's something. And she's like, oh, Brandon, why don't you fuck off? I fucking hate you, more or less. And then Dylan's like, what did I say? And Kelly's like, if you don't know what you said, you're a pig. And then she walks away. And I'm like, what did he say? Because He's like, I want you on the pill so we can keep fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they've yeah, also listen, made it uh, abundantly is a clear. Street. Yeah. yeah, But they've made it abundantly clear that they use protection, but yeah. the condom yeah. didn't. The condoms yeah. don't always work. So he is holding up his end of the bargain. All he's asking is, you know, why don't we look into the pill? Right. And she's like, you're a fucking pig. And I'm like... I hate the 90s sometimes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Brandon, we cut back to Brandon, and he can't even swim. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. He, like, ever, the, they were they, they were doing a, a swimming race, and they swim out, and they swim back, and everybody's back on the beach, and one of the other lifeguards <laughs> is like, should I go Where's get him? Brandon? <laughs> they just like up. he said, he's literally like, he's still out. Should I get Is they he will, all right? He literally out. can't swim? He's not a very strong swimmer. There's just like bubbles. That's like me trying to get a job as a doctor cabbie and not being a doctor or knowing how to drive. That's not yeah. true. You'd be a wonderful <laughs> cabbie slash doctor. Thanks, buddy. You know that. <laughs> all right. um, so is he like drowning? No, but he's, he's... They look out and it's like... Bloop, bloop. He's struggling. <laughs> <laughs> Bloop, bloop. Where'd Brandon go? Um, <laughs> so uh, so anyway, he comes back and he's like, look, uh, apparently I'm not very good at things. So I'm just going to go. Thank you for the, the opportunity. <laughs> but the, the guy who owns the place is like, look, uh, you're a shitty lifeguard, uh, but uh, you want to be a cabana boy? And he's like, he's like, you'll make better yeah, tips. Do I? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. He's like, fuck yeah, I want to be something called a cabana boy. Well, if you saw him clean up those newspapers in episode mm-hmm. three, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know how how many episodes it takes him to be a good cabana boy, but if you get the opportunity to have a job with the word boy in it, yeah, <laughs> that specifies you're a boy. Uh-huh. Do it. Um, but, but throughout the whole episode, the guy who owns the the uh, beach club seems really like weirdly territorial because uh, he's like, yeah, I want to be a cabana boy, but I need to give two weeks notice to Nat, the guy that I work with. Uh, they're the guy that I work for currently. And the guy who owns the thing is like, oh, so who's this Nat? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that was a part boss. of the deal. Yeah. That's the like, job I work at. My boss. I'm not in love with either of you I just, <laughs> this is purely a business can we just thing. feel it out i mean we just met <laughs> yeah like i'm not in love with you yet <laughs> so um let's wait and see what happens when i when i'm a cabana man yeah, <laughs> yeah can you make me a cabana man <laughs> or cabana as i call it um man can uh <laughs> sure man can um so Oh, Lord. So then we go, uh, he's like, oh, well, Brenda can take my job. Um, But then she has summer school, so who knows about Uh, that. Whoo! So much coffee. So much 90210. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now Brenda is crying because she fucked Dylan. She's really upset this entire episode okay. that she fucked Dylan. It was a huge mistake, and she makes this abundantly clear a yeah. number of times. Right. Um, and and so she's talking to Brandon about it, and they talk very frankly about sex. They had sex more than once, though, didn't they? Like uh, was... Brenda and Brandon? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Like yeah, they've had sex a bunch of times. Yeah, because the last one they got pregnant was the uh, I'm gonna I'm moving back to Minnesota. She to breaks see, up see with him. Yeah, 
butt fucks him. Yeah. <laughs> she, she didn't butt fuck him. <laughs> she <laughs> breaks up with him. I'm moving to Minnesota, so, uh, you know, parting yeah. wishes. I know you're getting tired of the peach pit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hey, we got like, a way we do things back in Minnesota. Yeah, taking you to Brown Town. <laughs> we, don't, we don't say goodbye. <laughs> per se. Oh. Uh, so, anyway... <laughs> Uh, oh, yes, man. but now that there was a pregnancy scare, she's like super weirded out. She doesn't. Right. Yeah, want to it seems like she like again. now that they know that they're not pregnant. Like, how about you patch things up? You guys yeah, seem yeah, to be yeah, really yeah. into each other, so why not work and it out? Dylan has been nothing but supportive and and great about the whole thing. Yeah, and she's like, no, I don't want your dick anywhere near me anymore. Um, so. All I know is that your dick equals maybe baby. Yeah. yeah. Like, like she didn't know that before. Yeah. And now she's like, I don't even want uh, your dick. But she still flirts with other dudes. Oh, she's the worst. And like when they were on the beach, when Brandon got all like, you're fucking Dylan? Yeah. And then he's like, you, you better be safe. And she's like, oh, pff, Brandon. Oh, pff, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't these fart noises from my mouth let you know how safe I'm being and how? And now she's all like, "Oh, Dylan." Uh. <laughs> so, uh, oh, she is a capricious youth. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so she's like, uh, "I don't want to have sex anymore because it makes you too much of an adult." Um, and then, uh, oh wait. Oh man! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it gets sketchy. Here. <laughs> um, so the mom finds the birth control thing, and then the mom and dad are like, "Oh my god, you fucking you! You uh, thought you might be pregnant." And um, <laughs> I can't remember exactly what happened, but I have this written down that uh, the dad asks Brenda if he did something that would make her think she was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Did what, I? I love this show. What do you fellas suppose I meant by that? Uh, I think the dad asked her if he had sex with her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's. But I seem to remember it being vaguely in that ballpark. Uh, anywho. I'm sure he says something like, they always say things on this show where you're like, this could be construed in yeah. the worst way possible, and yeah. yet you've written it that way, and I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like think, when, I feel like that's verbatim. Like when Brandon said to the dad in the one episode, like, uh, like when Brenda was wearing his shirt, and yeah, she yeah, was yeah. like... And Brandon's like, hey, dad, a woman wearing a man's shirt, nothing better, right? And I'm like... Okay, A, sister. <laughs> yeah. B, dad. <laughs> like, why would you say this? Uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we don't know who might have gotten her pregnant at this point, <laughs> is all I'm saying. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the parents are like, I guess we'll just have to learn how to deal with the fact that our kids are fucking mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. yeah. Right, <laughs> now, right now. Right yeah, now. Yeah, so far. Um, yeah. So Brandon goes back to the peepee, the peach pit, yeah, yeah for brevity's sake. Yeah. Um, and uh, Joey Tata says, uh, "Hey, Brandon, you're my favorite person in the whole wide world. Why don't you have anything on the house? Why don't you eat something?" And he's like, "I would like to, but instead, I quit." <laughs> um, and fucking Joey Peepee, oh, Joey Peepee, <laughs> Joey Peepee, Joey Peepee, Joey the Peepee, uh, Peepee Tata, <laughs> yeah. Peepee Tata says. 
<laughs> I know that's why I offered you the food. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't pay you here. Yeah, He's Give pretty me. shitty to him, too. Yeah. In that baseball episode I watched, he comes over and he's like, hey, Nat, why don't we play you know coach baseball together and then he shows up to the game and he's dressed in the other team's gear like, and he's like fuck you. psych yeah <laughs> yeah and all tata does is try to love him oh yeah i feel over. like at the end of this series like in the final season of 90210 it's just gonna be like the walsh family like broken with no friends and no home and they're like why did we treat everyone in our life like <laughs> like shit yeah uh-huh. i hope so <laughs> i hope they're cautionary example yeah <laughs> They're all pregnant. Yeah, they come to by be- each other. <laughs> they come to Beverly Hills thinking they're better than these rich folk, and turns yeah. out they're just the worst. It's yeah, true. you hear that, Minnesota? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't go to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, stay out of L.A. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so he's like, I quit, and I'm not giving you any notice because I'm going to work at this other place that's giving me more money. Uh. And Joey Tatas is so upset. He's like, put it. I love working with you. You're my boy. And he's like, uh, yeah, I feel bad about it, but I'm going to really, work so, at this other so, yeah. place. <laughs> and he's like, but I, I can change. And he's like, I can't offer you any money, so I guess you have to go. But it's nice of you to fucking not give me any notice. And Brandon's like, yeah. Don't well, ever come back to the PP. Yeah. You're banned from the PP. Yeah. Um, so... That happens. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then and then we cut back to Brendan and Dylan. Brenda and Dylan. Brenda and Dylan. <laughs> and they're in a car making out. Uh-huh. Uh, and then she stops and was like, we're breaking up. Uh, because I don't ever want to have sex with you again. And we almost got pregnant. And this is all too real. And I'm out. Yeah. Um, and, he's, and he's super broken up about it. Because he's like, all I've ever done is be nice to you. And he's right. Uh, and she's like, uh, no, sex is a total bummer now, and I don't want to have to worry about birth control, so I'm out. And, uh, and then, so she leaves, and then the next morning, mom and dad are in bed, uh, her mom and dad, Uh um, they haven't gotten to my family yet, (laughs) season three, uh, and uh, and she bursts into their room, and she's like, mom, dad, I have an announcement to make, I broke up with Dylan. I'm like, that's a weird way to tell them. But so, Dad, did. just let you know, I'm on the market. Yeah. Because you and Brandon want to <laughs> tag team me in that shirt. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not pregnant yet. And, uh, Dad, get out your cat if you want to <laughs> get me going. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, Kelly, so she tells Kelly, and Kelly's like, I don't understand why you don't want to be with Dylan. She's like, I want to be my own person. And, uh, uh. <laughs> oh yeah. So then she's and then she's talking to Dylan, and Dylan's like, "Yeah, well, you or no, Dylan's talking to Brandon, and Dylan's like, well, yeah, well, you Walshes sure know how to dump people because you were also a dick to Nat, by the way, and also mm-hmm. your sister was a dick to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so then we cut back to Brenda. Brenda, Brenda. I think we need to have a segment in 90210 yeah, Relay called Bren or Brenda, <laughs> where we say something that one of them did, and then we try and guess who it was. <laughs> Outstanding. Oh, uh, yes. All right. Um, so then so then Brenda's in acting class, and also, guess what? So is uh, Andrea, because mm-hmm. she's like, I'm taking a class, too, because I'm a nerd. <laughs> and um, I'm at 35. Classes. Yeah, I'm a 45 year old nerd. So she she takes a class too. So the teacher comes in and he's like, uh, 
hey, uh, uh, I'm your uh, teacher. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. So he tells him a couple things uh, about himself. And he goes, uh, yeah, I couldn't make it as an actor. I'm a bad actor, so here I am teaching you. And they think that's hilarious somehow. And he's like, and by the way, what I just did uh, was a monologue, <laughs> which it wasn't. Really. <laughs> um, so then Brenda gets up. Uh, so he volunteers her. He's like, does anyone else want to do a monologue? You there with the pretty hair and the smile and whatnot and the crooked <laughs> eyes. Why don't you get up and uh, do a monologue? So she gets up and uh, she's like, hey, I just broke up with my boyfriend because I don't like his dong anymore. Um and then, uh, and then we cut back to the beach, uh, which is like the beach club area yeah. thing. And Steve is there, and Steve is uh, oh, he's playing volleyball with some hot girl. He's like, hey, if I hit this ball really good, you got to go out on a date with me. <laughs> and she's <laughs> like, who are you? <laughs> Get away from me! Yeah, she's like, that sounds like a pretty sweet deal. Uh, and then Kelly comes up and tells Steve that uh, Dylan and Brenda broke up. And Steve is like, oh, good. Well, I'm sure Dylan's happy about it because now he gets to go and bone everybody. Oh, classic Steve way of thinking. He's, uh, <laughs> he's such a chauvinist. Uh, so then we cut to the boss and he's talking to Brand- Brandon. And, uh, <laughs> just give them two different names. Uh, yeah, they're twins. It's adorable. Uh, so the uh, the boss is like, okay, well, you can work here, and I'm excited that you're going to work here. Don't ever interrupt me when I'm watching Young and the Restless. That's his whole thing, I guess. What? Um, That's yeah, what he calls jerking likes, it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what he calls jerking it in the back. <laughs> it's called the Young and the Restless. Um <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so brandon's like look i can't work for you for another week because i gotta go work for tatas uh, i gotta give him at least a week and the guy's like all right but you better be worth waiting for <laughs> i'm gonna be going uh, i'm gonna go see the i'm young gonna and go the young and the restless in the back <laughs> my young is getting a bit restless <laughs> i gotta go to the uh, maybe I'll, maybe i'll come to the beach bit so uh <laughs> Oh yeah, so he's like, I gotta give, I gotta give Nat uh, a week's notice. And again, the guy's like, "Who's Nat?" <laughs> I told you. Like it is getting real, uh, uh, like upsetting with this guy. All right. So anyway, so Brenda, Brandon goes back. Uh, Brenda is babbling on about fucking Dylan and acting class. It's really boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Um, uh, and he goes, and and the teacher is like, okay, so you just broke up with this dude. How does that make you feel? And she's like, I don't know, sad, I guess. <laughs> really weirdly cavalier. And he's like, oh well, it's wonderful that you're feeling things. That's what's yeah. going to make you a great actor. Uh, and then Brandon goes back to the peach pit and goes, hey Nat, guess what? I'm going to come and work for you uh, for another week. And Nat's like, oh, that's okay, I got somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how. In your face. That's yeah. how that was all. But then he kisses him tenderly on the cheek, and it's weird. Um, <laughs> and then Andrea uh, is doing her monologue, and she just talks about how good she is at school. That's really boring. Uh, <laughs> So and how being old is really hard, you guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, my joints hurt. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got arthritis. <laughs> uh, um, so their monologues in drama class 
Yeah. Is just talk about themselves. Just just say some yeah, stuff. Yeah, because about yourself. when I took like when I was in film school and we had to do like directing actors and we all had to pretend to be actors, yeah. they gave us monologues. Yeah, <laughs> that's what acting is: reading yeah. dialogue, not getting up there and be like, "Oh man, school is so tough." Yeah, it sounds yeah. like stand up class. Yeah, I was gonna say apparently in nine hundred two one zero world that's stand up. Yeah, right. Um, but okay. in nine hundred two one zero world, stand up is something else because in the stand-up episode it was some bizarre other thing oh uh, yeah it was it was brenda yeah yeah because she's clearly the funny one let's yeah. just say the people who write 90210 aren't clear on what entertainment they don't know <laughs> shit about fuck yeah awesome. um all right so then we close out the episode with dylan and brenda talking and he's like <laughs> he goes i'm feeling bad brenda <laughs> I got that's it real how, bad, Brenda. That's how he expresses his upsetness. Oh, I feel real bad, Rooney. Oh, <laughs> oh Brenda Rooney. I'm <laughs> oh, feeling bad in my heart, Rooney. <laughs> um, I hate the last can of beef, Rooney. <laughs> and she's like, I just need time. And he's like, and he says, you know, I always thought that when I broke up with you, I'd be happy. <laughs> but, but wait, any- wait, wait. He says that to his sister. I thought this was Brandon and no, no, Dylan. Dylan. I was like, "What?" No, uh, Dylan and D- yeah. Dylan is the one who's like, "I feel bad, Brandon." <laughs> um, she's like, "I need time," and he's like, "I thought I'd be happy when we broke up because you're such a bitch and everything." <laughs> Why does he say that? But and then he says this line. He goes, "But I fell in love with you or something." <laughs> oh God, it's awesome. <laughs> Uh, like, oh God, you're so cavalier. I fell in love with you in junk. Now let's go get a cheeseburger. (laughs) I fell in love in junk and shit and cheeseburgers. (laughs) I used to drink. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't order room service and now I don't have a girlfriend. (laughs) This is a bummer, Rooney. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go surf for Reno. (laughs) (laughs) Um,. Where's a beach blanket, Brandon, when I need yeah, him? Yeah, for Christ's yeah. sakes. Where's tertiary character Brandon in this? Uh, so then he goes, I still love you. She's like, I still love you too, but I'm still hurting and stuff. And and he's like, yeah, I guess that's what they mean when they say love hurts. I'm like, mm. yeah, nice insight. <laughs> and then he's, he's like, oh, okay. Well, can I take you home? And she's like... No. <laughs> and then the episode ends. Ah, wonderful. Yeah. Oh, so, so he is going to be a Cabana Brandon now. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, he is in the... He <laughs> was in episode Cabrando. Cabrando. Cabrando boy. Yeah. yeah, he was in episode three. Yeah. All right. Because yeah. I remember being like, when did he get this job? I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine... Because in episode three, I was just like, this. all this stuff that's new must have happened between the seasons. Uh, that would have been really sloppy writing, but how can you tell? Exactly. Uh, exactly. All right. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, the I'm... continuing adventures will continue next week with yep. uh, Greg watching. I can't wait. Episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm waiting. Uh, it's probably going to be uh, another beach blanket uh, Brenda this time, maybe. Oh, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems to be a lot of beach stuff. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Well, because it's summer. I think season two is going to be all about summertime. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird, mm. seeing as if you were watching it a season apart, you'd be going like back to school and the new season. Yeah, the this show is starts. fall for you. So. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Huh. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Huh. All righty. Okay. Okay. So let's uh, <laughs> let's get in on some TV Dad cage match let's action. Let's do it. Uh, we got the band here set up. Yep. It's time to play. 
Take it away, toys. Always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, TV Dad Cage Match, we've been pitting TV dads from various sitcoms in a fight to the death in Thunderdome mm-hmm. at the end of every single episode. We're working through them tournament style. We're going to come out with one, the ultimate TV dad That's at right. the end. Yeah. Uh, who's fighting? Who's fighting? We got uh, Phil Dunphy yeah. from Modern Family. Okay. Uh, and we got uh, Tony Maselli from okay. Who's the Boss. You need a die. I need some dice to, to see roll what weapons, weapons. They got inside the dome. Two dads enter. One dad leaves. All right. Phil Dunphy has uh, the bat with nails in it, and Tony Maselli has a cat chasing the dice. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the uh, what is that? What's three? Spear? <clears throat> no, that's uh, five. It's the uh, oh giant hammer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen a giant hammer in a while. Tony Danza has a giant hammer? That's right. All right. Well, hey. Sounds like he yeah. might be the boss. Mona. <laughs> Angela. Jo- Jonathan. 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 Samantha. Samantha. <laughs> no, he doesn't make the sound. He isn't into it. Samantha. Jonathan. He isn't into Samantha. it? Is that what you yeah. said? <laughs> he's, not, he's not into that whole TH This sound. is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good golly. All right, so here we are inside. Now, Phil Dumpy, he's a, ooh, he's kind of a simpy man, you know. Uh, he's, he's a, a fun love. Eager chat. to please. Yep. Way eager to please. Tony Maselli is like a former athlete uh, house cleaner. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <Human actors. clears throat> it's true. Lost a dreamer too along the way. Um, so, yeah, they've both gotten through this, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah, uh, bat for Phil, hammer for Tony. Okay, let's see what's they going on here. know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, they've been in here before. Right. The bell rings. Yeah, they both have a fair weapon. Yeah, now Tony Danza, he's in good shape. He's a former athlete. I feel like Phil Dunphy's really going to want to try and impress him with his yeah. bat skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. You know, he's kind I of feel like he's going to want to show off a little bit here and trying to because he just wants to. <laughs> he wants. <laughs> He wants to uh, impress everyone and, you know, be in on whatever. He doesn't like to feel like he's been left out in any yeah. kind of way and not understanding, you know. So it's like yeah. he's, he's going to have some uh, false bravado going on here. Right yeah. Okay. But he's he's clumsy, too. Yeah. And he really he wants to kill Tony, but he also really wants Tony to like him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the thing. Yeah. So he's got inner turmoil going on. So... Yeah. I don't know. With the false bravado, if he really li- wants him to like him, maybe... Does he start trying to be kind of amiable and like, hey, what you got there? Like, uh, with the <laughs> hey, what you got there? Hammer? A hammer? Yeah, yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. On? I got a yeah, bat. All right. Yeah, we, I think he's he he he's he gonna asked, give him his bat. What is that? A ball peen? <laughs> he's playing baseball, right? You should have this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It. He he. He's, oh, he used to play baseball. You should sign my bat. Yeah. <laughs> so he gives him 
Spencer gives him the bat, but Tony Maselli is still played by Tony Danza, right, so yeah. he's still kind of an idiot, yeah. right? So he gives him the hammer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they switch. So now <laughs> they've they got each other. And they both try and leave, and then they're reminded that they're in Thunderdome. Yeah. And, and, they, and two dads anchor, one dad leaves. Okay. And now, but Ooh. now they like each other so much because they've both just given each other the greatest gift of all, yeah. a bat and a hammer. Huh? Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> So they try and work together to get out. So right. Tony like shoves the uh, baseball bat into like a little piece of metal, and then yeah. they're gonna try and like hammer the bat to right. pry open something, and it's not working. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I and think they're starting to get frustrated. You know what? I, I I I'm making a call. Then I think the the officials at Thunderdome are like, this is out of control. We need a third party. Okay. So ding ding ding. There's gonna be a new competitor inside the ring. We're oh, shaking I hope things it's up. Mona. No, it's not. Oh. It's Mr. Belvedere. Oh, oh no! Oh no! Um, can he come <laughs> sit on his ball? <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember in the eighties? Uh, there was like that toy. It was like an inflatable ball, but it had a handle, <laughs> and you were supposed to you kind of bounce around on it. You held the yes. handle between sure. your legs and your bounce. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can Mr. Belvedere ride in on bounce or, No, bounce around on his testicles like that. <laughs> Is that can that be how we I'll moves? allow it? Yes, thank you. Mm. He's got a big inflated uh, ball sack. Yeah, right. and he so bounces around. He comes bouncing it. in, and Tony and Phil yeah. right uh, pop his testicles with their weapons. Uh, no, no, because I <laughs> no, think no. that I think that Phil is going to be delighted by uh, by <laughs> a, a portly uh, British man. <laughs> Uh, with a little mustache, holding a full tea service, by the way. He's oh, yeah. holding a full tea service. <laughs> um, tea Thunderdome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he bounces in on boing, his testicles. Boing, boing, boing. And I think that's his job now. He's the butler of Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that I think that Phil is uh, uh, delighted by that. Right. But I think that Tony is threatened because Tony's the one. Oh, look at that. Who, uh, who cleans the house and brings that's, the tea. That's right. Okay. He wants to be the the, the, the janitor. Yeah. Tony yeah. does. He wants yeah. to be Mona's. So Tony like, this shit. tries to kick him off his testicles so that he can bounce around right. and yeah, serve the yeah. tea. He's like, okay. I'll let my bounce around on your testicles yeah. for a little while, which makes Mr. Belvedere mad. Uh, well, yeah. <clears throat> well, he's come in there to get something done. Yeah, yeah. something's got to happen. So, so now, Mr. Belvedere and Tony are now going at it, and right. Phil kind of has the opportunity maybe to get in there and t- take the upper hand. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, because I think that the only... W- well, I don't know. I just don't see Phil Dunphy killing anybody. Well, no. no. He's cowering behind Belvedere now. Uh, Belvedere's just... He's in there to either kill one of them or team up with somebody. But okay, so he's Phil now... Phil has killed somebody before because he's yeah, been here before. He has, uh, right. so but he I feel like know. it was an accident, and I feel like he didn't know. <laughs> I feel like he might not have been aware uh-huh. that he killed I don't anybody. know. If, if Mr. Belvedere and Tony are kind of going at it over the testicles, <laughs> like... Because <laughs> Tony okay. really wants to bounce around on them. I feel yeah, like he does. they're kind yeah. of, you know, their attention over there with the testicle fight. So, Mr. Belvedere... Like, sorry, go ahead. I don't know. I just I feel like Phil, at this point, if he's killed somebody, even if it was an accident, I feel like there is a moment here where he's like, this is my moment. Okay. Does, does he not... Does he just not take it? Do you think he cowers? Well, I see him... Hi- like, I like the idea of him hiding behind Mr. Belvedere, but I, I also like the visual of Mr. Belvedere, who's still holding a tea set, still <laughs> bouncing on his giant testicles, but feels now, like, piggybacked, like he's on his back, yeah, uh-huh. like, hiding, like... 
like like he's on there. Well, what yeah. if what if Phil really wants to get in on that because he wants to be liked, so he comes over and tries to jump on Tony's back uh, because he wants uh, like in on the fun. So he wants to team up with Tony to fight Belvedere. No, no, he just he thinks that they're like joking around, having a fun time, like play fighting right. or something. Okay. And so he comes over and he's like, "Me too, guys!" and like jumps on the back of Tony, who's on Mr. Belvedere right now. Oh, Tony! Oh Mr. no, I had no, he, I he had has Phil Belvedere riding. I had Belvedere. Phil riding Phil. Belvedere. Okay, right. how did that happen though? Because uh, he just jumped up there when Tony and and Mr. Belvedere were fighting. Okay, right. he just kind of jumped up so he'd be out of the way, kind of thing. But it also looks like fun bouncing around in a okay. big pair of testicles. All right. right, and then so now Tony can say, "I was fighting Mr. Belvedere, but now Phil's kind of hopping on his back. Now I have the opportunity." Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. And listen, I don't. I don't know. If I can resist, uh, listen, we've got giant testicles yeah. and a guy with a bat with nails in it Yeah, who used to be a baseball player. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of balls <laughs> right across the plate, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, when, when, how big are these balls are we talking about? Uh, I think well, they're pretty big. They're and, huge because and, and he's a big he's bouncing man. on and them. And they're yeah. inflated. Like, right. yeah. Are they inflated? So with the, with the nail piercing, is it like a... <laughs> Oh, you better believe that okay. it is. <laughs> uh, All right. So, Mr. Belvedere ha- flies into good the air. Good swing with the bat. Now, it fills on his back. Yeah. So, uh. <laughs> I got to tell you guys, it doesn't look good here. I think what happens uh-huh. is because he's flying around, his uh, his testicles are like a cartoon balloon. Yes. Um, and Phil's and so on the Phil back. Phil is on the back of Mr. Belvedere. They're flying, oh, pinging off of, off of every... Yeah, exactly. Like... I, I I don't see. I think that's. I think Phil's going to be really uh, worse for wear at this point. Well, I think. I think. The, for, well, they're going to fly through the air. Then they're going to come down hard. When those, I think, w- once those balls are done, letting all the air out. Yeah, yeah. They come they're, down. They're coming down from the top of Thunderdome. Okay, because I was going to say the balls. They're flying around. He's on the back of this uh, guy whose balls are shooting out air. Yeah. And I thought that like if they fly up, he's going to get impaled on something. Uh, uh, who uh, Phil is? Phil. Yeah. 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 That's so. kind of how I saw it too. And then he's or, like, like crushed dangling. between Belvedere and uh, and like the walls of Thunderdome. Yeah. Well, I think they yeah. do hit the top and they come down hard. Okay. Breaking both of Phil's legs. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. crushed. Maybe some pelvis action too. Sure. And he's lying there writhing in pain. Belvedere is uh, unconscious. Yeah. With a giant empty sack of balls. <laughs> and the, it's a lot of skin, right? So it's a big like sheet oh, of God. It's a empty lot ball of sack. Skin. But there's a hole in it now that's been blowing out all the air. So I think Tony walks over and he grabs that the hole of the ball sack and he, he stuffs Phil's head in there. You know, like a like when we stick somebody's head in a plastic bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the mob style kill him with that. Yeah, yeah. And I think he uh, suffocates him inside of Mr. Belvedere. Of Mil- all right, Mr. Belvedere's huge scrotum. <laughs> that's it then. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't want to see it go out like that. But yeah. then, you know, at this point, you just got to put Phil out of his misery. That's his right. Yeah. Elvis and legs are broken. That's true. Yeah. He's going to be a mess. And you know what? He did get to go out uh, riding a big fat man's back. <laughs> right. So, Who still has his tea set, by the way. And now that someone's holding. dead, his job is done. And he's like, more tea, Tony. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He has tea for the winner. And you know what? He will have more tea. Yeah. <laughs> In you know what? two, three. <laughs> yeah. That tea never tasted so sweet. No, no. Yeah. Or salty. All right. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> gross! Yeah. Disgusting! All right, gross. Tony's moving on. Yeah, All right. <laughs> somehow Mr. Belvedere's balls got in the tea. Um, <laughs> somehow. Well, <laughs> we know. Tune in next week for more TV Dad Cage Match. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting there. About we're how far are we into this thing? Are we get are we getting halfway? We are, are we exactly getting? at the halfway mark. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, round two. Cool. Crazy. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. 
So come back for that. If you want more of us online, go to modernsuperior.com. That's right. And you can find lots of stuff on there, album reviews, lots of awesome podcasts. You can find Weekend at Bergie's, Faculty of Horror, Two Turntables mm-hmm. and a Bottle of Wine, The Do-Over, Drink Along, and more. Time Bandits and everything. Yep. Yeah, tons of stuff up on modernsuperior.com, so go do that. Or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash synwpc. Mm-hmm. Or twitter.com slash synwpc as well and keep those uh messages coming in we love them it's great yeah info validates us as people yeah Yeah, totally and as always we will see you next wednesday yay there's a ghost at the end of safe haven fuck gene yeah straight cash homie straight cash homie (laughs) (laughs) see ya bye internet Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.